Hi, this is Beverly Randolph, and you're listening to Without Your Head Horror Radio. of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. That would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And we we're joined by a horror icon, America's Scream Queen, and we found out possibly possibly naked right now. I'm not sure. Linnea Quigley is on the line. It's very cool. Oh, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is, everyone Great is to have you on. There. Yeah, it's good to have oh, you Oh, my back. God. Well, it's good to be on here. Yeah, very exactly. good. So, yeah. Well, well you know what know, happened thirty uh, years ago, right? Thirty years, years ago, right now. Yeah, it was what Return of the Living Dead. Yes, that's when everything went bad, and I think people ought to be careful tonight. Mm. Yeah, thir- the, so thirty years ago, Return of the Living Dead, things went bad, but uh, I don't know. I think so. It's weird because. Uh, since then, zombies are like uh, so mainstream. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the same mm-hmm. then. It was very like, uh, like you're. Uh, I, I mean, I was kind of a weird person, so I was kind of a weird kid who was into zombie movies. But now everyone's into zombies. Yeah, which is like moms and dads and and you know grandmas and <laughs> everything. It's like they're all like, oh, zombies are cool. Whereas before they were like. Well, you know, that's sick. And now everybody likes them. Yeah. What What do you make of that? Like, as someone, you know, connected to one of the uh, the most memorable zombie movies, to see zombies, like, uh, rise so so much in popularity? Well, it kind of spoils it a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. I kind of like that there was that niche of people that were real zombie nados, and it's like now you can't tell if they are or not. Right. They just That's yeah, because even point. like yeah, you can even go to like Walmart and see like a, a zombie T-shirt for, like made for a little kid. It's very it's very yeah. Weird. And it would be at conventions you'd see something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but now yeah, you're right because uh, it does cheapen. I think because you know I always wore horror shirts and and whatnot, but now it's uh now you don't know. They, they, it, it's just the cool thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of bittersweet. Exactly. It's it's good that yeah. it's popular, but you, it's kind of like I don't know. This is my thing. What are you doing sneaking in? That's how I feel. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. Now, are and you yourself a horror movie? Are you your? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Me? I was just. Yeah, I was just wondering. I, are you, you yourself? You didn't interrupt a horror, me. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, are you yourself oh, no. a horror movie fan? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I. I grew up, you know, watching the creature feature and all those Saturday night great movies, and having my girlfriend over, and we'd eat pizza and. And watched, you know, horrible pizza, but, you know, <laughs> we'd watch the movies and then, like, reenact them. Like, ah, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. We would, like, you know, we're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, we'd do all that. And then we'd see who could die better. <laughs> so you but outside you of that, you know, uh-huh. outside of that, I was shy. Mm-hmm. I noticed that with a lot of actors, they say that they're shy. Um, how does that work? Uh, you know, um, being shy in real life, and then, and then, uh, you know, um, performing. Well, it's it's like I think it's like a lot of people like challenges, and if you're shy, you hate that you're shy, but it's a safe place to act because. You have a script. You know what you're going to say. You know what's going to happen. It's not like going to a party and hanging out and, you know, you don't know what to say or who to talk to or anything. There's a script. Yeah. So, you know, you you, you were a fan of uh, horror movies before you uh, were in horror movies. So uh, did you pursue to, to get into horror movies when you became an actor? No. Um. I was just, um, like, I, I, you know what? It's really weird. I didn't know what would happen. I didn't think anything would really happen. And at that time, horror movies weren't, like, popular or anything. I just, I was, like, kind of these people, I still am, that whatever comes my way, it'll be the right thing. If I feel it's the right thing. Yeah. And since I was horror, it felt right. Yeah. And be so, damned well, with the people that hated it and said those kind of films. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. So when you started doing like Return of the Living Dead and all kinds of horror movies, uh, the people you grew up with, like, like you said, you would eat pizza with uh, with your friend. Uh, did they like, did they contact you? Like, what did they think? Like, hey, now you're actually in these movies. They really, it was weird. They didn't think it was a big deal, really. Um, they just saw me as who I was you know, reenacting horror films together. And they didn't treat me any different or anything. They thought, I don't know if they thought it was cool or not. 
You know, it was hard to say. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, because one's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. When did you know that, like, uh, that people really follow these movies? Did you know back then that, like, people really loved uh, Return of the Living Dead and, and, and The Night of Demons? Or was it later on, like, uh, when you did the conventions and the internet came about? Oh, it was definitely when I did the conventions. I had, like, a meltdown a little bit. I was like, I didn't think anybody would want to get my autograph, and I was really upset because I was, like, going to this thing. Everybody would be disappointed and wouldn't come up to me. And then it was a Fangoria convention, and I got there, and all of a sudden... All these people came up to me, and I was terrified. I went in the bathroom and, like, like had to get control of myself because I was, like, thinking nobody would come. Nobody would come up to me. It would be a spinal tap moment, and you know, I'd be sitting there at a table with nobody coming up. Yeah. But, but it was a different experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really different. And I still have that mentality when I go places where I'm like, well, nobody's going to show up. <laughs> I right. still have that. Yeah. Luckily, luckily you're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit better. Uh-huh. Let me go somewhere, but still, it's not like, oh, everybody's going to come, you know? I'm not, not like that. Yeah. Obviously, like, um, there's money involved, uh, you know, going to the convention stuff. But what what's that experience been like just for you personally to, to know that people want to meet you and they love these movies and want to take pictures with you. I get, um, like I, it makes me feel really nice and good. If I've helped somebody, like if somebody has like the movies help them, you know, just escape whatever bad reality they were in or something, or they were working through something that made me feel really good. Mm-hmm. Now the people that came up and said, I've only had this happen once, and it was the one time I told this girl, Julie Philpott, I have never had somebody say something bad to me, and she was standing in line, and this guy came up to me, and he said, really, like, deadpan, he goes, I masturbated to your film, and I'm like, (laughs) I was, like, kind of speechless, and I go, well, if you want to take a picture with me, just don't masturbate on me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was like, I gotta like save this somehow. I'm like, I click, you know, because it's like, oh, free, people though. are like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think if you had that experience, you know, as a as a male or I don't know, maybe a female, whatever, watching uh, watching you, you in a movie, you probably shouldn't go up and tell that person that because how are they supposed no. to respond? Yeah. No, and that was the first time that it happened. I was just like, whoa, it's so weird. So it's like, now I'm like, don't ever say this never happens or like, it's not crowded in here because I now believe in jinxes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, has any, what, what, what are some of like uh, the, the weirder things or most memorable things like people have asked you to, to sign? Oh, probably the coolest thing is like when they have a tattoo and I sign my name and they get it tattooed and they have the trash or usually it's trash they have. Sometimes they have Night of the Demons, but it's mainly trash tattooed. And 
I just can't believe it when they do that. It's crazy. You know, you hear people go, oh, you know, I'll never wash my hand again if somebody kisses it. But this is like a new level. Wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got to make sure you don't mess up. I, mean, I guess it'd be hard to mess up your own name, but you'd, you'd feel bad yeah. if you had to have a do Oh, well, wrong. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, if anybody wants to talk to me or a shout out or a thing, I'm on Cameo now, which is a really cool thing where you can get a lot of the horror people and other people. Um, you know, I hate to say, I don't like to call myself a celebrity, but um, people that are in movies to like say something mm-hmm. to your friend or to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fun. Really that's cool. new things come out. Yeah. Yeah. And you videotape yeah. it. It's really cool. That's very fun. So where could uh, that's like a cameo of the website and uh, yeah. search for Linnea Quaker. Yeah, C A M E O. All right, that's very cool. And I also want people to know um, you're going to be at Coolidge after midnight in Brookline on July 12th for Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I don't know if it's an original yeah. 35 millimeter. Usually they show 35 millimeter, but either way, it's going to be on the big screen. I'll be there. It's going to be a. Uh, well, I'll oh, go. Good. Yep. I'm looking forward. To oh, great! Yeah. Now, now I know you've seen the movie obviously many times, but uh, is it still fun to maybe not even watch movie, but to be there, you know, with an audience who are watching it? Yeah, it is. It's fun to watch the audience's reaction. I usually don't stand there to watch it because sure. I'm not good at watching myself on the screen. Yeah, I get really like. Uh, but I think it's an excellent movie, and I don't say that about many movies, but I really think with the music, the actors like James Caron and Cliff Gulliger and Don Kalfa and on and on, and Dan O'Bannon directing it, it was like one of those things where everything came together and just everything was right. Mm-hmm. The moon I, and the I stars think- aligned. Definitely. And what's cool about it is you mentioned, you know, the veteran actors at the time, the movie Pooh Gulliger and James Cameron, uh, Karen. And uh, the, yeah. um, so those guys are all great. And so aren't all the, the younger actors in it, which is interesting. Oh you, had, you had already worked in a lot of movies up to that point. So you were kind of, you were the younger, a young, you were kind of in both. You're younger, but you're also a veteran actor at the time. Oh, yeah. I've done a little bit. Yeah. Because I've done Savage Streets and stuff. Yeah. But everybody was um, really professional, pretty much. And it was just, it was like a really interesting shoot. I've never had one like that before, you know, or after. And then I'm going to be doing it. I'm sorry, go on. What about the Catherine? I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think I'm like a half, there's a half a second delay in in the connection. Sometimes I talk. So I'm sorry if I talk over you sometimes, but the uh, I was just say some of the other cast members I talked to said, in a way, it kind of spoiled them because uh, because they had like the rehear- a big re- a long uh, rehearsal I believe where you guys kind of yeah. got to know each other and then you don't always get that same opportunity when you work on other movies. No, you don't. It's like you learn your lines, go in, and maybe you walk through it and then you do it. Yeah. You know, to where you're going to be. And that's it. And then you just, a lot of times they don't really direct you, you just do whatever you do. So, 
unless it's really bad and you do it again. <laughs> but I'm what's interesting is I'm gonna be doing a really cool one with um Brett Mullins called Killer Bays and the Frightening Film Fiasco and the Barn Two. And I'm gonna kill oh, people nice. in the Barn Two. Like a lot of people that come to my site. Uh-huh. Oh it's sweet. I'm a big fan of the barn. It was uh this is, uh, you know, it's got a great uh, throwback feel. Uh, it's got, you know, like a retro movie. Just a really fun a horror movie. So, uh, but I understood you, you got like involved in the barn uh, later on, like after it was already, I don't know if it's completely made, but it was being made. That's right. Yeah. They, um, they had me come in after the film. You're right. And that happens a lot of times. You know, like they've done the film and they decide, oh, we need to, put someone in it or uh, just make this make sense. Maybe we can get this person or that person. And it happens a lot. And, and um, oh, geez, I don't think I'll mention that movie. <laughs> 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 Never mind. All right, fair enough. It's always nice if you don't have something nice to say something about it. Maybe not to mention it. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. But yeah. I've been in films where they had shot it without me and then I came in and shot it like everybody was there and they weren't. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah, and I guess if they're if they're not really good at uh editing that in, it's probably not, you know, uh it's not gonna look that great. No, no. People will be like, Where are the others? You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I was just thinking, and I don't want to give anyone an idea, but if, if someone goes on your cameo and, and like gives you like a like a script to read, you gotta be careful because they might just then just throw it in their movie. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you told me that. I did not think of that, but you're right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That's really good. So if they give me something like uh, Shakespeare, no, <laughs> if they give me something to say, then I should not say it. Right, if you're interacting with characters that are clearly not there, like you might think, hey, something's up here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Or they could put it, like, a lot of times I've been on a TV while the people are acting, they've used, like, something from the movie and mm-hmm. put it into another movie, but it's, like, something playing on the TV when they in another movie. Right. With different actors. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. It's very bizarre. So I have a lot of oh, questions yeah. here from uh, from uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter. Let me get to Zoom here. Uh, Freddie Furox wants to know, is Linnea Quigley's horror workout ever going to get a DVD or Blu-ray release? It has been released. It's like it a has. limited oh, edition. And I have a store, you know, the Linnea Quigley, the fan club, the merchandise store that you can go to. And I don't think that one's listed. I, I can relist it. I'm almost out of them. But mm-hmm. I have like four on, on Blu-ray and then uh, a few more on DVD because they sold out very fast. Mm-hmm. Which is like really weird because it's like we never dreamed that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So, you, well, my, for Freddie, you can go to the website and get and get yourself a copy. Uh, yeah. Mike, uh, 
Mike wants to know what were the chainsaw scenes like in Hollywood chainsaw hookers? Oh my gosh. The, the chainsaw scenes were really weird. First of all, the night before, you know, I'm reading it and it says, you know, I'm dancing sexy with chainsaw. So I spent the night thinking about, Oh God, how do you dance sexy with chainsaws? And then I got on the set and I'm like, Oh, yeah, they're heavy. So I, I really, I really didn't know how to dance sexy with them. And they put me in the sarcophagus and all the fumes were coming up from the chainsaw. And then when I step out, if you watch, I wobble because I've been, you know, breathing in those fumes while gunners, you know, saying the, the dance, you know, and, and then I come out like, you know, but I guess I'm supposed to be doped up or something like that. But, it was, and then hot oil spilled on my leg, and oh. it, I thought, oh my God, I'm burnt, but I didn't stop the take. I just kept going. I didn't get burnt, but it, it was like one of those things where you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Do you notice that when you watch the movie? Can you notice that in the, in the, in the, uh, in the did they use that take? Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't notice it. No. I just kept going and didn't let it bother me because I thought well I'm bored I'm bored I can't do anything about it mm-hmm. and the uh, head so- button there is real oh really where it's like a sound where um uh the actor Jay Richardson the detective he hits me in the head to knock me out Fred Olin Ray kept going no no make it look real look make it look real and Oh my God! What a headache I had! Oh no! It's like this, they didn't even have to add sound in there. It's like whoa! I'm like it was this last scene of the day. I remember that. I'm like, oh God! I got a headache. Oh. <laughs> it's the sacrifices you made. Yes, yes, there are many, many sacrifices. Uh, uh, Seth wants to know uh, what were your what are your thoughts on Siskel and Ebert's hatred of Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think it's funny, and I think that they've done a great service to the film by when they said that because it just made people want to see it. I agree. You know, that they were so up in arms. Yeah. If they didn't mention it or just said, oh, you know, it's kind of a disappointing film and scared some kids, you know, people wouldn't want to see it. They even had like a special where they've like even like said the names of the producers and it was almost like oh my God. Telling people to, to, you can watch it on uh, on youtube i i grew up watching really? but yeah I, I do enjoy going and watching some of especially when they talk about horror movies because they take them very personal and it is actually amusing to me like how upset they get uh over like That's hilarious something like well, i like some of it yeah but how okay my question is how can you be a critic? Because you are a person that, okay, you, if you don't like horror films, how can you critique them? Or right. if you don't like action films or comedies or whatever, you're not going to give it a good thing because you don't enjoy it. So I don't understand how anybody can critique something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, that they was, have um, a bias against anyway. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person's treasure of a movie is another person's, you know, junk. Right. Yeah, they didn't even they did like a two part special on uh like 
just how much they disliked uh, slasher films back in the eighties. And it's, it's, it's very, it's odd. It's just like, what, why even bother, you know, talking about something you dislike so much. Uh, and like you said, oh, it, just, wow. it, it, it gets people to, to go seek them out and watch them. Like, wow, they really dislike this one. Let me go check it out. Oh my gosh. So I can see that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're up on YouTube. You gotta, you know, look around, but there, there's a bunch of, uh, I don't know. it's funny. It's funny to watch some of the ones movies they even not horror movies, but they like they didn't like like uh, one of them didn't like uh, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, which is just funny to me because it's what? like one of the, no the all time greatest wow. movies. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Well, I would like to have seen Joe Bob and them yes. get in a fight, like getting a ring together. That would have ruled. That would have been the best. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. How, how much that do you, really cool. you know uh even back then like how much do you think joe bob uh helped these kind of movies i think he helped them a lot because i think um yosei upmite and joe bob made them fun to watch because they would make fun of them and would in the audience could enjoy that you know kind of laughing at them and and like getting that goofiness, and I think that they helped tremendously. And now there's nothing like that. But well, Joe Bob is back on again. Joe Bob Briggs is back on again. But for years there wasn't anything like that, like USA Up All Night or Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's how you know you when I was a kid or younger. That's how I got exposed to a lot of the movies. Oh yeah. Uh, either you know, going random or you'd see them on you know, USA up all night or whatever. Cause uh, now yeah. it's a different time. Cause there's so much stuff streaming and everything. But at the time, like, you know, it'd be hard to, to ever see these kind of movies. And it, it was right? like, almost like, and it was almost like you're watching it with a friend. Cause like you said, they made fun of it, but in a way where they're still, they still enjoy it. It wasn't like uh, they were hateful in any way to the movie. It was, you know, having fun with the movie. Yeah. I, it's like, my friend Holly Frightly and I would watch them and we would like, she like notices everything. And I'm like, I just like, I do too sometimes. And it's like, I, I get too analytical about it. And I'm like, wait, no, it's enjoy the movie. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think we can all be guilty of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. so if you're in you- business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did did you say uh, when you were mentioning uh, you know Barn Two? Did you say Bone Hill Road Two as well? Oh yeah, Bone Hill Rose Out and Clownado too. Oh yeah, I want to see. I met from Todd Sheets. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what what's Todd Sheets like, and is is that exciting for you to work when um with like you know young and upcoming uh, directors? It's really exciting to work with like Tom Sheets and the up and coming people. And he has such a passion for it and he does a great job with what he does. And he doesn't have a big budget or anything, but he makes it look as good as possible and doesn't just like throw it together. Like maybe somebody else would, it looks, it looks good. looks really good. Werewolf's great in Bowling Road. Yes, Joe Castro did the um, changing effects. Yeah, you know, where, I just uh, yeah, I just started talking to him recently. He he does awesome effects, you know, uh, in all kinds of stuff. He's underrated. He's underrated. You know, 
Mm-hmm. He's yeah, really good, but maybe he'll have a comeback now. I think Todd Sheets has taken a lot of people that are in horror films and said, oh, I want to give them something really they haven't done before. So let's, you know, get them in this movie, which is great. Yeah. And there's there's a special, there's a fun, uh, it's special when there's, the practical effects have a, there's something about that for me, for me and I think a lot of horror fans, that, uh, you, you know, you could tell that it's there. I think even bad practical effects, which they're not in Bone Hill World, they actually look really good, but even uh, mm-hmm. bad special effects are fun, uh, practical effects, yeah. where I think, like, bad, bad CG is just bad. Yes. And it's... I like that take. Yeah. It's really weird to see that kind of place because I remember um, Steve Johnson, we were married, and when CGI just was, like, getting in there a little bit, like, with the abyss and stuff, how they were, like, scared that it would take over their practical effects. And I was thinking, nah. Well, it did. A lot. Yeah, and now it kind of seems like it's sport. starting to reverse. Starting to reverse, I think. Where I think it's probably a lot of people who grew up with practical effects are now making movies, so they want practical effects in their movies. Yeah, it's funny that more people in the industry like practical effects. They don't want the CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was and a, I think a good, it's cool. Yeah, Tracy wants to know what was Chuck Woolery like. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Chuck Willow is such a sweet, sweet man. I really liked him. And he was fun. He was really a fun guy. And and just like how he is, his personality, just like it is when he's on TV, just sweet. Mm-hmm. That's amazing she knows that. Yeah, yeah. How did that come about, uh, you doing the interview with Chuck Willery? I don't really know. I did so many uh, in the 90s. Um, I think just the media thing after, I think after I did People Magazine, then Premiere, everybody wanted me on their shows. I think that's what happened. And then I was doing so many and it kind of became a niche, you know, and people thought, oh, she's proud of what she does. Whereas before, people were proud of being in horror movies. So I know, um, I know, animals are really uh, important to you. Do you want to uh, talk about uh, that at all? Like uh, what you do with animals? Yeah, yeah. I um, lived across the country because of animal control, and because I hated it too. But mainly because of animal control with my animals, and I'm starting a animal sanctuary. All right. And I already have the building for it. I've got one rescue cat right now, but I've got to do all the, the paperwork and all that. But it's going to be called Moulin Rouge instead of like nice. Save the Paws or, you know, something like that. Sure. It's going to be a fun place for people to come and not a downer, you know, and <laughs> go adopt yeah. animals. and <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, and if they don't, they'll just be with me. <laughs> That's a win-win you you win either way. So. Right. Either you just have a bunch of pets or people <laughs> yep. come and adopt it. Oh, my that, gosh. I was on the the um, freeway the other day, almost getting hit by semis trying to rescue this one dog. It was horrible. The, and then the dog almost got hit by a semi, and it was like, it was horrifying. Oh, no. I, I finally got the dog 
out of that way, it was, it was so terrified. It, it was awful. Because it's like they go down the road, they're fast, and there's like a blind spot. Oh. <laughs> Running around the road, and the neighbor lady, this Indian woman, saw me, and she's like, what the heck? She do it out there. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad neither of you got hit. Yeah. Yeah, then I can do the show. Yeah, that is that is, that was my concern. I was like, well, she got hit by the I car. How <laughs> said you would have called me and there'd be no answer. Yeah, it would be very, it would be very <laughs> sad. That was I that had was a question That what? Um, no, I I um I pulled a snapping turtle across the street today and almost got clipped by somebody. On my way to oh, work. No. Yeah. It was just one of those oh, weird no. things. He was just boogieing across the street. Well, boogieing as far as a snapper turtle goes, but so I was pulling <laughs> him across and uh and somebody just came around the corner going like twenty miles over the speed limit. Oh my like, god. Wow, this is how I'm gonna meet my end is saving the snapper turtle. Oh my gosh, did that go through your head? Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> And then wow, I love you. That's so great. The corner. And I was like, wow, that was weird. Because it's like at 6 a.m. And I wasn't really, oh, like, you know, on top of things at that point. No, that's strange. But you were a hero. <laughs> well, to that, yeah, to the snapper I was. That was good. Yeah, and, and now you're yeah. a hero to all the people listening, too. Because they're <laughs> like, he saved the snapper and risked his life. <laughs> Did the car stop or anything? Or? Oh, no, he just beeped, yelled obscenities at me and drove away. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. gee. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That's terrible. <laughs> that was the snapper and I were good. We were all healthy after that. Oh, where did the snapping turtle go to after you got I it off the road? into the woods. Uh, and there's like, um, there's a beach like right past there. So I kind of like push him in that direction. That's where he was going anyway. So you never want to get him in a different direction because then he'll just turn around. (laughs) Oh, my God. Really? Oh, I guess they're keyed in to go where they're going to lay eggs or whatever they do. (laughs) Yeah, whatever whatever this one was going to do. I I don't know if it was a male or a female, but it's a pretty good size. uh, Oh, wow. They're heavy, too. They're heavy. Yep. So and then they try to cool. snap you. Yeah, that, I was kind of going from the back, kind of taking him by the tail. Oh, I don't blame you because that no. would just, oh my God, it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, it would hurt yeah, don't so want to bad. That. Yeah. No, you don't Troy, want that. Troy has a pet tortoise. Yeah, I have a tortoise. Not, not a turtle, but I do have a tortoise. Wow. My, my friend, that um, Don Spurrier, that would watch films with me also, had a tortoise, and it would, I don't know, is this normal? It goes, like, around the same way every day, kind of? Yeah. It has a path? It must, it must be, because, yeah, our, our tortoise, like, she's kind of kind of a daredevil. She likes to climb up things Woo! and jump off and dig things. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll do that, like, every day, and then she'll excavate things and then rearrange. And, but, she, yeah, she's kind of yeah. got her routine. That is so cute. You have a daredevil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tortoise. Well, that's why oh, I my named God. her Al. 
and when we first got her, I thought it was a boy. So it was Hal Needham and, uh, you know, like oh. the stuntman. And then, then when we found out it was a girl, she became Hallie. So it worked out well. Oh, that's so cute. Yep. Tortoises are neat. Yeah, and she's yeah, only like, like four or five years old now. So Oh, my God. And they live forever. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm going to will those to the nephews. And so, you know, that's that's a good thing. If the world's here that long. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> well, when I told I them that, was that, though, then they hit me with the, you know, Uncle Troy, um, how how long you think you're going to live? It's like, well, give me a little bit of time anyway, guys. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. It's when like... I check out, but give me some time. <laughs> That you sounds sure like the thing in the bad seed. Oh my god! <laughs> That's true. Did maybe, you see the maybe, bad seed? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Reese okay, Meyer, like the guy that the, was driving that car this morning, that almost hit me. He's like, I really want the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it all links together here. I see. Wow, crazy! That, that is crazy. Interesting though, because then you know they might have. To then uh, will it to, to their nephews? Yeah, you never know. Like that's true. Interesting. Yeah, she's a marketing oh so she can go about ninety to hundred years. So that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh my God, that's and then there's a bird too that lives along, and birds don't usually live a long time. Oh, but, but you're right. Is it cockatoo? Big, yeah, not a cockatoo. Uh, something like that. I, I think the big, like, toucans and things like that can go, like, a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's why I always wanted to mix one with, like, a dog, and then, like, I'd be a happy guy. I'd never have oh, to go through that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's That would hard. be so nice. Except <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you can't win because it's, like, then you worry, like, who would take them? And, oh, yeah. You know, it would be, it's, like, you can't win. Mm-hmm. And then they would miss you. And I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. You never really look at it through the point, you know, like the eyes of your dog or something like, well, why do I want to go on without you, man? You know? Yeah. Never thought well, about that. One. Yeah. It's a creepy story. When I first started, I was with an agency and the guy was really nice. And he had a cockatoo in that lived forever type birds, you know, and like after like years and years, I wasn't with him anymore. Then there was a big thing in Hollywood that he had exploded his building and taken the bird and himself out. Wow. Isn't that weird? It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I was just like, because he loved that bird. And I guess he thought, well, maybe nobody will take care of it like I did. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird when, you know, it's like when you never think somebody's going to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, what what what, what uh, personal pets do you have right now? Or do you do you include all of them? Well, you have the one cat at the moment you save, but. Oh. The rest of the cat. And then I've got, oh, okay. Now I have, let's see. 11 dogs. Wow. And it's like kids. (laughs) It's very hard. It's like the only thing I hate is I hate feeding them in the morning because they're all like, 
and one of them, <laughs> one of them wakes up at 6 a.m. every day going, ah, 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 ah. I don't know if it's because of the chickens across the way, the rooster, uh-huh. or the goats, or whatever is around here, but at 6 o'clock, that dog is like, just going at it. <laughs> That's funny. So it's like, I never, I'm going to sleep in. It is. Because dogs know time, doesn't yours? Oh, yes. It's it's crazy. They're smarter than us, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't have a chance against the dogs. Yes. No, no. We can survive. What what, what breed of your dogs, Troy? I, I love the Troy's dogs. Oh, Shiba Inus. Okay. Well, oh, I know somebody's got some too. They're they're Japanese dogs. Yeah, right, right. They're the smallest of the Japanese dogs. So we have wow. uh, a girl. She's three, and then her little brother is two. Well, almost two. And uh, so they're they're great. I, I wouldn't trade them for anything. No. Oh my gosh, they're cute. Now, um, as puppies, they must have been. Adorable. Oh my god. I've yeah. never seen a puppy. Finky though. Real, real finky. Like they're more cat than dog. Oh, that's right. They are. They definitely yeah, have their very, own personality. They think about stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. They plan it. Yep. And I'm outnumbered because there's two of them, so <laughs> Oh God. They always eleven. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> oh my god. It's like it's crazy. It's, you know, um, I, I got myself, oh, I went, you know, because I'm new in town where I'm at, but I went to uh, get gas. And this guy said, oh, you're the crazy dog woman. And I'm like, what? Because I haven't <laughs> been here really long. And I'm like, how did this get around? And I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's like people can't see my dogs or anything. Why am I now the, the crazy dog lady? <laughs> <laughs> like how do they know it's mm. really weird is yeah. it a small town though maybe there's a lot of like oh did you yeah it's like a community person? and yep. so yeah and so it gets around I guess that I'm like crazy <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're crazy and you happen to have dogs so that made you the crazy right and I exactly I wouldn't have it any other way yep so. yep <laughs> yeah yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't I, ask how they knew I was crazy. You were just like, "How do they know I had the dogs?" Exactly. You were <laughs> right. You were right. I was like, "How can they see in here?" <laughs> oh, stop it! That echo thing. Uh, oh no, Alexa! It's like I don't know why I did that. It won't connect, but it just talked to me. That scared me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as long as you don't answer it, it should be okay. Exactly. So what do you guys think about all these, um, now I'm interviewing you, these things like the cameras and the uh, computers and tablets and everything that like supposedly are recording everything we do or watching us? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because uh, I, I actually didn't even have a phone till like about seven years ago. A cell phone. I didn't think I'd ever use it, but obviously not right. all the time. But, but uh <laughs> But yeah, it's, I mean, uh, that's what the new child's play was about, really, was uh, more about um, everyone having devices and they kind of control your life and stuff. And, and what happens if they would, uh, oh. uh, you know, uh, kind of turn on you or, or, or whatnot. So 
I thought it was oh, pretty wow. interesting. No. They could. They could, like, you know, like the GPS could, like, say, oh, make a sharp right here, and you could go off a bridge or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah that, all the devices that was... are snickering amongst themselves. <laughs> Made them yeah. do that thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was even a scene in there about, like, a Google car, you know, like a, a car that was controlled by, uh, by like, the cloud or whatever. Yeah, that was actually seen yeah. in the movie, which I thought was uh, I thought it was really interesting. It was some people didn't like the new child's play, but, but I liked it. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. So, like, there was a person in the Google car, and it did something bad to them. Yeah, instead of taking them where they wanted to go, it just kind of it drove them into like uh, into a into a building. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't understand how when you ask Google or whatever something, it will answer you before you even hardly have the question out. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, when I'm even like emailing now with, you just ask someone on the on the show or something, and then like uh, they reply, and I start to write a reply, and it'll it'll just come yeah. up like my whole sentence, <laughs> and I'm like, well, how does it even know this? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the weird Beyond. ads that that just appear when you're talking to somebody about something, and you yeah. haven't even asked Siri or Google or whatever, and poof, then they appear like, "Hey, get your tortoise supplies here at this place." Like, how do you know I have a tortoise? Oh my god! My friend Holly just told me about that when she's talking about stuff, and that it'll disappear then. Mm-hmm. So you're the second person yeah. that said that. Yeah, so oh that kind of weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, that is weird. Even yeah, though I, I still get, too. and I don't talk about it, those erectile dysfunctional things, you know, ads for oh, Viagra. <laughs> right. But I never talk about I, that, you know, I don't know. I get that a lot lately, too. And I was like, maybe they know something I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm, I think everything's fine. But Uh-oh. yeah, they pop up all the time. I, I don't know. I could see, like, I get beard ads a lot for, like, beard oil and stuff. So, like, oh, uh, I did wow. start using that. So, at least that one was, was useful. But then, yeah, I get the, the uh, all kinds of, uh, uh, I think it's, it, what yeah, erectile dysfunction ads and pills yeah. and, and and I was just like, I don't know why why I'm getting these. Yeah. That, it's and really called there's like uh uh some they think it's just called ball wash for like your nether regions. And again, what? I was like do they do they are they trying Did to tell me something? I don't know up. why I'm getting these ads. Is that I a real thing? Or did you just stuff. make that up? No, it's a thing. I think that's it... even the name for it. Which, like, I we think <laughs> oh like they could come up with like a, a more clever name or something. But yeah. Well, it's really weird how people are. It's like nobody's gonna have any resistance to anything because, like, when you go into the grocery store, there's a the hand sanitizer, and everybody like is sanitizing their hands in the cart, and then you go somewhere else, and there's another sanitizer, and so. Resistance to germs is going to be like crazy, you know. You're you can't resist them oh, because yeah. you've been sanitized all the time, not exposed to them. 
That's what yeah. I worry about the kids because, like, I see that because I work in an elementary school and, like, even kindergarten kids, they're just globbing really? the sanitizer on them all day long. It's oh, like, no. Geez, I don't You're know. Kidding. That's, and, and you think about it, putting that much, um, like, rubbing alcohol on your skin, it's like biggest organ on the body is the skin. I don't know if you really want to mess with that. No, you wouldn't want to. Yeah. You definitely wouldn't want to. That's weird. I can't believe that. that yeah, it makes me sad. Well, yeah, the, uh, we didn't grow up like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I lived to tell the tale. Right. Yeah. What? Kids would eat glue and stuff, I remember. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We're always cut up and like muddy and everything else, but you know. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Wow. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't ever see kids outside playing anymore. No, that scares me too. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think I'd make yeah, it a- now. I'd lose my mind. No. Yeah. It's like your eyes would go. Your <laughs> your body would be weird, and yeah. it would be horrible. I think just too sanitized too. Like just you know, I don't know. It's just yeah, no fun. No, no, I don't like that either. I think with the with everything being on Google, like you said, all the all the devices. Another thing is a lot of that stuff so easy to hack into. People always get like if they have you know personal pictures or videos they put on the cloud and people hack and you know and leak them, which is one thing with your personal videos and pictures but if someone would hack into like your your google car you know a lot of bad things could happen oh my gosh that's scary no it is scary you're scaring me now but yeah (laughs) and they're they're always like um you know selling you a new phone and and it's like they want to get more on you or something Mm -hmm. so that is i don't I don't have the. What was the thing you were talking to earlier? It was trying to talk to you. The. Uh, oh, Alexa. Alexa, I don't have Alexa, so I'm not sure how. Oh it no, works. it's talking again. Oh jeez. Because <laughs> it knows we're talking about it. It's a on the. It, it is. Oh my god! <laughs> it just talked. I could scare someone like that though. But. Um. Yeah. Jealous. The the only good thing about that is. When I lose my phone, I can say, Alexa, find my phone. Oh, no. Oh, that would be handy. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you are. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you can tell I'm not technical. But, uh, yeah, it's like that's the only great thing about it is that it'll bring your phone for you so you can find it. Yeah, that that is very useful because uh, usually uh, Troy and I are brothers, by the way. So uh, if if oh. uh, one of us loses our phones, a lot of times we'll uh, have one of us call the other one. And, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you have to. Uh, then I'll go I'm somewhere. an only child. I don't have anyone oh. to call. I feel that I'm feeling very upset. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, uh, we will ado- can we adopt Linnea? I think we can. Right. Oh, good. You could be assist right. now. All right. Okay. What is your last name? Jones. Jones. We'll, okay. We'll stick with your Jones. Name if you want, then. Yeah, you can stick with. You got a, a more exciting name. Yeah, it's more. You know, oh, okay. That our surname. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You can't really combine them. That doesn't sound right. So, 
Okay, we'll keep my last name. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah, because you can't Troy, Quig Jones. Troy Quigley. Not really. Troy. Oh, so we have to change our last name. Yeah, we could do that. All right. All right. Now Quigley. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that works. That'd be cool. Yep. I think it sounds better now that I think about it. Yeah. I could have brothers now. <laughs> Very eventful show. Nails are baby. Yeah. Although, though. When yeah, adopted, I, I have a family now. It's that's so it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that you came on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, are you guys doing anything tomorrow? If you uh, look at the July. zombie things, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm think- taking our mom to the casino and going to see Alice Cooper tomorrow. That's our excitement for the fourth. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I liked it, too. Oh, wow. And what are you doing? Me? Um, uh-huh. Probably probably not much. I don't know. Probably, uh, uh, I don't have any plans. I don't have any plans. Uh, yeah, really. I usually well, I don't either. So. Yeah. yeah, I usually don't either because um, my dogs have a horrible time with it, but I'm in a no firework area because... Oh, okay. The mountain can catch on fire. Oh. So I'm going to have, for the first time, people over, and I'm not, I don't know how to do it, so it should be interesting. <laughs> oh, so you have a barbecue? or? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It'll be vegan on one side, and then I've got these trays so that the meat doesn't touch the grill. You oh, know. two separate ones. Yeah, two separate ones. I don't want to yeah, like I, say to people, you know, don't eat meat, you know, or something like that. Right. Yeah, I do think uh, vegans get a bad rap that the because people always make say that they're you know, you know, or like that, like oh, you can't eat meat around me. But I have a lot of vegan friends, and uh, they never you know care what I do. So exactly. Yeah, I, well, yeah, and I yeah. had some vegan meals lately, uh, and other they've been delicious. Oh, good. Yeah, it's amazing how it like made it so much better than when I first started. Oh my god! But there's a certain celebrity one time that like got up off her when she was signing and went over and to somebody in line and like slapped this hot dog they were eating out of her hand. Oh really? That, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's taking a little far. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I guess you could always say, so-and-so slapped my hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) It is a good story to have, right? Yeah. It is a good story, yeah. I feel special, you know. When did you become vegan? I was about 23, 24. Okay, so I mean, when I travel... It's hard because I won't eat meat or fish or anything ever, but like creamer or something like that for coffee, I will do. Oh, okay. If I'm, you know, out, you know, traveling, it's hard not to, but I will never eat meat or anything like that. Yeah. Has it gotten better? Because, like, where I live, there's really not really a lot of vegan options unless you just got a salad like Um, but like up in boston there's you know there's lots of vegan restaurants and the ones i've eaten at have been really good so 
does it depend where you are? Oh yeah. It really depends where you are and what the people are like and, and everything. It, it is really important. So if you're in an area that, well, I would, I've been surprised. Like did not Detroit Dayton, my, um, my, my director friend, Victor Bonacore lives there now. And also my cousin is chief of police of Dayton. And so I went there and they have the best, Vegan restaurant. I couldn't believe it. Like Dayton, Ohio. Really? Who would have guessed? Yeah. No yeah. Thought it. I know it. I wouldn't have either. I'm like, oh, gee, it's going to be hard to eat here. And it was amazing. Hmm. Yeah. What, 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 was, what were the dishes you got there? Um, well, you can have a, like a, I hate to call it fake. I don't know. There's got to be another word, but like a Reuben. Because, you know, I missed those kind of, kind of, kind of, because it was like, like a, a not meat Reuben. Mm-hmm. Like and you can get the Beyond Burgers, yeah, which are really good. And I, tomorrow I'm going to try Beyond Hot Dogs because my cousin Steve Johnson is coming to come over too, which will be fun and interesting. <laughs> and so... He's vegan also, so he's buying Beyond Hot Dogs, so that'll be a good thing to try. Yeah. I actually saw be- the uh, Beyond Sausage yesterday was at uh, my grocery store. I guess that, you know, they're putting it out uh, for uh, 4th of July. But oh, wow. I like that you can only get it at Walmart, too, and I hate Walmart, but it's... um. Tofurky hot dogs, Italian sausages, and they're like so good. Oh, nice. I don't like that field roast stuff. I don't know why. It just tastes weird to me. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you know stuff, but uh, in uh, um, November, I was really sick, and so I changed my uh, – mm. I started walking, and I uh, changed my diet, and so I've lost over 100 pounds since then. Whoa. Is, uh, yeah, a lot of it is eating uh, – I'm not. I went, I'm not vegan. I still eat some meat, but uh, but I eat a lot more vegetables than I ever did, and uh, oh my god, you know, pay much more attention to nutrition and everything. So. What's yeah, your favorite amazing. vegetable? I I found out that I really like Brussels sprouts, which I didn't oh, think I would like. Interesting. I would like. Hmm. Yeah, or asparagus is kind of weird too. I like asparagus, I like but yeah, I eat a lot of Brussels okay. sprouts. Uh, I mean, I like peppers, uh, like red peppers, yellow peppers. If I make like, oh, uh, I find I really like, I really like lettuce wraps because uh, I also don't eat um carbs. So I, f- uh, I found out that I really right. like lettuce wraps. Did you cut out sugar too, or? Yeah, the only thing yeah. I use a little bit is uh in my in in the morning when I drink coffee or tea is I put well not coffee I drink it black but tea. I put a little bit of uh, local honey because that also helps with my allergies. Oh wow! Nice. Oh, oh, because you're getting exposed to it a little bit, or yeah, yeah, when I found or... yeah. I uh, found that out, and I because I always had bad allergies, and when I started doing that, mm-hmm. it really is a total, is a huge difference. So there is a and know, yeah, and isn't it you have to get the the bee that's made in your city or yeah, it has to, yeah, it has to something be like that. Yeah, because yeah. 
yeah, I live on Cape Cod, so you can get like uh, what I really like is uh, they have cranberry honey because we have a lot of cranberry bogs here. Oh so my it's, god! It's it's from the bees who pollinate the the uh, cranberry bogs, and so it has it has like wow. a red tint to it and a little. Huh. It's not like totally cranberry, but it has a, a little bit of a, a cranberry uh, taste to it, but not like overpowering. But it's really good. That sounds great. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, nobody believes Neil now when he tells him that he's lost, you know, 120 pounds. They all assume that he had some surgery or something. And he's like, nope, just changed my diet, started walking, and boom. Yeah. Today today was 92 out, and I walked over six miles. (laughs) That wasn't wasn't the most fun. You didn't. You did? You walked six miles and... Yeah, oh my god, so, it's humid was, in Cape Cod, right? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, very, very humid. Oh. I don't think I've ever been so soaked and, and sweaty before. Really <laughs> oh. oh my god, you're a good man. <laughs> but yeah, I felt good after. That's crazy. Oh yeah, I, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, I think I probably weigh you're so upbeat now, Neil. It's great. You know, it's really good to see. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think because I wear large pants now. I was wearing like three X, but. Uh, I think I wore large pants <laughs> as I was like in the sixth grade, so it's a good feeling. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, you're kidding! Wow. Now, is your family heavier, or yeah, we're all pretty big people? Yeah. Okay. Troy's probably. The I was smallest. talking to somebody about that. Yeah. Well, not for long. I think you're going to catch me. I'm going to be like the fat brother soon. <laughs> Something oh good no! That <laughs> he's going to shame me into it. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Oh, I gosh, felt, I, I hope I, not. I felt, I I felt not. bad when <laughs> someone actually said that to us the other day. When It was a couple weeks ago when we went out. Oh, that's I know right. Brian did, yeah. Yeah. Don't ever good. worry about that, boss. Like, if you can get down under me, do it, man. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and another thing is I'm writing songs again because oh, I had the band The Skirt. So it's like, I don't know, you have to, now that I'm out of where I was, I'm like, wanting to not jail but <laughs> it seemed like it it seemed like it you know like i said undisclosed you know i can't disclose what it is but uh destination or something but um it's like now it's like i'm able to write songs because it's like it's like if you're in a sometimes if you're in a bad place you can write them too but it's like you still have to feel freed up yeah I think so. Um, when you write the songs, do you sing the song? Do you sing them, or do you have uh, someone else sing the songs? How that? What's that like? What's oh, I like when I write, I come up with it and then I match it on the car, and like I just kind of like rap it to myself. I guess you'd call it rap because I'm like, you know, just um, singing it, you know, and yeah, seeing what like falls in there. Work, kind of. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's how I write. I know everybody has a different thing. They find a, some people find like a tune and they put the lyrics to it or the lyrics and, you know, it's all different. Yeah. Well, I remember, great, though. You're, you were in a, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but you were in a video that was filmed in Boston, a music video um, for a local band I know. Um, the Sexcrements, I believe. Oh my God, yes! Devin Hunt, who's an excellent yes, drummer, he's in Bricks and Mortar now, who are really doing good. But yeah, you want to tell what sex, what what 
with the um okay, the video is called Trucker Bomb. Yes. Do you want yeah, to say what Trucker Bomb is? Uh, you, uh, I haven't watched it before, but I remember watching it because I, I met Devin at uh somewhere and then we became friends. But um, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember you were in the video, so you have to explain it, I guess. Oh, it was fun. Well, they wrote this song, Trucker Bomb, and you know, I had no idea what it was, but a lot of truck drivers do speed, oh, big, big, you know, you know, um. <laughs> Reveal, yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I wonder why. But um they there's like the people that are hooked on speed that hang around uh, and truckers urinate. Yes. Right. <laughs> and they get they get a little bit out of it. It's horrible. It's like no nasty. Way. I've never yes. heard of such a thing. I feel so nice. Yep. <laughs> Ask Devin about it. Oh my god. And then, oh, you know what's coming up that just happened yesterday? The Egyptian on Hollywood Boulevard is going to have, because I missed the, all the cast signing at Return of the Living Dead, but they're going to have Return of the Living Dead at Texas Chainsaw Massacre playing on the big screen. And I get to go there and sign. And Clue Gallagher, too. So anybody in Hollywood or nearby or even far away, coming mm. Sunday and the 7th and... I think it starts at seven. Yeah. Oh, that'll be badass. That's great. I know it's going to be awesome. fun. Who's the man? It, it really is. It really is. It's, it's good. I remember years ago at a, at a convention, it was like almost midnight and me and my friend, uh, we were ordering a pizza to eat and we, and we were talking to clue and he's like, he's, and he started going, he's, we we're like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to go work out. And I just felt like I felt so bad. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm my gosh! At, uh, at midnight, and I'm eating a pizza. <laughs> He's like a night owl. He just goes and roams around all night. Yeah, yeah. And then he also he took out this a true story. He took out a, uh, a a razor out of his pocket and just started shaving while we're talking to him without a mirror or anything. What? And I was like, man. He's like just dry shaven, and then I'm also thinking like he just grows a beard all the time that he just carries. <laughs> he carries a razor with. Him. I was like, he's like the manliest man I think I've ever met. I know that's what you're talking about. Oh me. my like, god, that guy yeah. is is the man I will never be. He just you know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> oh my, that's weird. That's funny though. I think he's a, yeah. I think he's attractive. He's a very attractive man. He, man, he is. I yeah. think. Yeah, he's very yeah. cool. Very nice guy too. Very good. Guy. I never he I never is. to meet him. Like I love his son did Piranha too. Son's so fun. Yes. He, I love him so much. Yeah. And they're yes. they're very they're very different people. Yes, they uh, are. They are. John. Very yeah. different people. John has the yeah. best sleazy laugh I've ever heard. I, just, I love <laughs> yeah. the man's laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> I know yeah, things that's like that you like about people and you know it's <laughs> yep. them when you hear it. Yeah, it's like this little uh, giggle and it, there <laughs> is something uh, pre- I don't want to be mean because I don't know. No, it's, like it's, it. it's great just, though. I find it endearing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really like the it Feast is. movies that, with with clues and all, and in all the Feast movies. <gasps> that's right. He, I know he like 
it's like uh, nepotism, like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's wife's in them too, John John Gulliger's wife. So yeah, there is uh, something going on. Oh, there. yeah, I've met her. They're both really nice people. Yeah, they're you know, and they go with Clue to a lot of conventions and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. They chaperone him, so he doesn't get too wild. <laughs> yeah, keep 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 them in line. Yes. Yeah, we had uh, John on the show, and then um, I met him at, uh, I was at a Days of the Dead, and uh, that's when I met Clue for the first time, too. But both of them are awesome, and and John's wife was there, too. Ooh, that must have been fun. It was, it was a really good well, time. Well, what do you guys think about, all of a sudden, like, a lot of these horror conventions mm-hmm. have people like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, okay, um, he was in Titanic. Billy Zane oh, okay. and stuff like or Barbara Eden or these pop stars that have, yeah, you know, I mean, Billy Zane. Did. Yeah. And wrestlers. I mean, I, I know rock and roll and, and horror go together, but it's just like when you got yeah. out into the pop world, like the $6 billion man and stuff, it's like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. I talked about that before. I think it's, See, now, like, I, when Roddy Piper would be at the conventions, I got that because he was in uh, They Live, and he was also <laughs> in Hell Comes to Frogtown. So he was in horror movies, or sci-fi. So, you know, yeah. I can understand that. But then, like, uh, there's one, like, Hulk Hogan was at, and, and Sergeant Slaughter, and it's like, like well, now you're just, like... <laughs> you, yeah, you're you know, pulling they're, out random. Yeah, there. right. Or if there's certain, like, obviously, like, if Alice Cooper's at a show or so, somebody like that, I, I get that. But when you have someone that's, like, there's no connection at all, uh, I don't I don't know. I just think it's odd, because if I was at a wrestling convention, they, you know, uh, Linnea Quigley wouldn't be at a wrestling convention because of wrestling fans would be like, well, that's odd. Why is... You know, it's cool that she's here, but, you know, why, 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 why is she, why are you, you know? doing that? Yeah. So, oh, my God, uh, you're I, right. I was, I know what you mean, because one time early in when I was working, I was at a convention, and the um, marquee said, baseball show, boat show, and then little tiny letters, and Lania Quigley. You know, it was like the boat show at Maine, you know, and it was like, uh-huh. I'm like, I'll never forget that. I'm like, boat show is above me. <laughs> and baseball, baseball doesn't have anything to do with horror. No, I yeah. can't see that at all. Yeah, then it, mm-hmm. I would assume that's just a weird, ex- like, I'm, I'm not saying it would be a bad experience, but it would be, I think it's weird, uh, it would be, un- I don't know if it's comfortable, I don't know what the right word, but I just think it would be an odd experience to be uh, somewhere where the people, you know, aren't necessarily familiar with your work or like aren't necessarily fans of what you do. So, like, it, I don't I don't know, it would just be strange, but uh, it was, think, uh, it was really weird. Yeah, I think if if you have like a broad group of, um, of celebrities or guests, you know, if you have wrestlers and, and actors and TV and uh, and they're not all really connected. You have to call it like something else, like a pop culture convention or something. But I if, think so if, too. Yeah, if it's specific to horror, I think that the the guest should be some somehow related to horror. Yeah, because okay, how can you? Okay, I was in England last year at a Comic Con, 
what does Starsky and Hutch have to do with sci-fi and horror? <laughs> right. They were there. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. And then I like, guess the one so guy at least, David Soul, wasn't he in like um what's that king one made for TV with the vampires? Oh, I don't I know. know. Um, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot. Yeah, he was in that anyway. I don't. I don't think the other guy has anything to do with <laughs> with anything. Yeah. No, I think that probably maybe if you get one of them, you have to take the other. <laughs> I don't know. It it's like the Duke's <laughs> Hazard. If you get one, you get them all. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. You can't. Just I can't five. get one free. A bogo. <laughs> <laughs> Then, like, we'll throw in uh, Daisy Duke at no extra charge. <laughs> well, oh, that'd be like funny. A, like a real, a real actual problem with that would be. So let's say, like, I guess for the promoter, they don't care. They just want people to come in the door and get buy tickets. But then, for, yeah. like the vendors and everybody. So let let's say pe- all these people are coming to see uh, a big wrestler, Ric Flair, or something. And so you, they bring mm-hmm. in all these wrestling fans. But are they then going to go to the vendors and buy like a horror movie T-shirt? You know what I mean? Doubtful. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe go to um, you know, are they going to get an autograph from uh, you know, somebody who's like a zombie in a movie? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it might be good no. for the big show, but I think everyone else involved, it, it, it's it's not helpful. No, it's not. Now, do you watch The Walking Dead? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, people are ashamed to say it, but I do. But how many people have come up to you and said, I'm the zombie with the yellow balloon? Oh, God, yeah. So yes. true. Yes. And it's like, that could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you could just be lying about it. I could tell people that. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's like yep. it's like the Richard Gere story. Oh, I had an aunt whose friend saw Richard Gere and he had a gerbil. You know, it's like, I hear that all the oh, time yeah. too. And I'm like, you know, uh, weird things. Yeah. <laughs> so when, well, the, the only person that, cause a lot of times I go to the conventions, you know, as press. So, uh, you know, I've hosted the panels or even just get interviews or even just go around and take photos of everybody. But I always still ask, like, do you mind if I take your photo? Because I don't just go up and take someone's photo. And uh, yeah. everyone's always everyone's always fine though, except for one person. And it was a, it was mm. someone who played a zombie in, in The Walking Dead. He played like this no oh. zombie, and I was just like, Oh my really? god! <laughs> you, I was like, Okay, like Kane Hodder's fine, but you know he doesn't have a problem. <laughs> but uh, you but know, you can't take a picture the- with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah it wasn't even zombie with number twenty-seven yeah. from episode, you know, forty-nine. Yeah. And it wasn't. Oh my with him. It was a picture of just him at the table, just to use, you know, for promotion for the. Oh you know, man, that's sad. <laughs> like, that is crazy. That is yeah. crazy because it's like I've been at the conventions where they have some of those people, and it's like they really act like they're really stars and it's just like whoa yeah. this is weird yeah we've it's seen really that weird to me. Too. yeah it's really weird and i think it's different when it's like a zombie in my mind anyway it's different maybe there isn't a difference but i think it's different <laughs> like a like a zombie in like dawn of the dead like a memorable zombie in dawn of the dead yes because it's yeah. you know yeah like the harry personal yeah. Yeah. yeah right exactly. Yeah, exactly just thinking that same thing yeah the guy gets his head cut off from the helicopter mm-hmm. and 
no, it's up there. Oh my god, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it like if right. you have like a real memorable one, I totally get it. But if it's just like a Nothing against that. I mean, that that's cool that you were in yeah, zombie in in The Walking Dead, but yeah. to to like you know yeah, to try to be like I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it you know makes you able to go get a table at a convention yeah. and sell autographs if you're just like in a big group of zombies. I just don't <laughs> get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the thing that weirds me out sometimes is, like, sometimes the prices that those people will charge. Like, you know, you'll walk by Sid Haig, who's charging, let's say, 20 bucks for a photo or autograph. I I know you're just throwing it out. I do think Sid Sid has, you know, just he always keeps it at 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just random, you know, somebody like that. And then, and yeah. then you see a kid that was like, you know, a zombie for eight seconds on screen, and he wants forty bucks for a for an autograph. No, like, really, kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. There was a, a little yeah. while there that some of the people from The Walking Dead were charging just to meet them. It was like, yes, I remember that. Even, and I don't think you know. I don't think it was such a big like. Uh, backlash against it i don't think they do it anymore but i remember seeing that and i was like wow that's you know that's that's bad for the whole convention scene oh, oh it's terrible i remember that too yes that was horrible that was you know i think she really embarrassed herself on that one mm-hmm. yeah which might have all over yeah it might have been yeah it could have been promoter or something like that oh yeah that could be it's, you know you pay, well, you pay to i've got to Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I've got to no. see the rescue cat in a minute out right. in the yeah. rescue well, barn. Well, we heard some of the babies barking in the background. Too. I know it. I know it. They're well, like, yeah. you're getting antsy. <laughs> well, I had a wonderful time, and I'll see you at, okay. at, at, at Coolidge, and it'll be fun to do Okay. <laughs> well, I enjoy talking to you a lot. It's just that I have bobcats and <laughs> mountain lions and rattlesnakes up here, and I, I want to do. I have to go out there before dark because I don't want to be eaten. Oh, that's I a good plan. Stay alive. We, we don't <laughs> number one on the list. <laughs> really, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. God, I think bobcats are kind of afraid of you, but I don't know about a mountain lion. Yeah, they just sound mean. I've never actually seen one, but they sound kind of scary. Yeah, what, what, yeah I, I mean, there's it. One time I heard something on the deck, and I, it was probably dumb just to go outside, but I walked out my deck, and I turned around the, the corner, and there was a coyote just yeah. standing right there looking at me. And I was like, oh. And oh. So back and put there's coyote here, too. Yes, a lot of them, and you can hear them go, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The coyotes are getting um, pushed out of their environment and having to go yeah. into cities and stuff. It's really sad. Mm. That's how the... Yep. That's how the turkeys, wild turkeys are big here. And from what I understand, was if, uh, several years ago, they killed all the raccoons because the raccoons were, they thought had, they thought had something, but they didn't. But it was really that oh, any kind of animal that's around, around a lot of, around people a lot, they kind of, uh, you know, like a squirrel in the city or a pigeon. Or yeah. something. So they, so they're just around. So they killed them all. And then what oh. happened was, a couple years later, all there's all these turkeys now, and what it is, 
Yeah. They kept themselves aligned because the, the raccoons would eat the turkey eggs. But since there wasn't raccoons around, oh. there was more turkeys born. And then they ran out of food right. and there was just too many turkeys. And then they had to start coming into the uh, neighborhoods. Exactly. I think it's unfair. Like bears and all those animals are having to come in to survive and see their young. And, you know, it's just terrible. Well, we yeah. will let you go, Linnea, and it's uh, okay. Our, our, yeah, our, uh, our so sister, much. Linnea. It's very That's nice right. to have you. Well, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. And oh, I'm doing a documentary called Extras, and just look oh, out nice. for it. It's going to be coming. It took a little hiatus last, but it's going to be coming. And it's kind of what we talked about about extras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I remember, I remember you talking about this a few years ago. So I didn't know what happened with it, but I'm, I'm glad that it's 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 still around, and coming out. Sometimes. Yes, it is. It is. Very good. Okay, well, nice. you guys have a good night and a good fourth and every day after that. <laughs> Very good. You too. Thank, thank you. you. It was great having. I'll you. see you in Boston. I'll see you in Boston. Yep. Awesome. Yep. See you. The Coolidge. Good time. Yep. Coolidge is great. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Have, yeah, Talk have to you guys night. soon. All right. Good okay. Night. Good night. They said I couldn't build him. They left me on the building. They said I couldn't build him. I laughed when he killed him. They said I couldn't build him.
Hello, my friends. I am Fabio Frizzi, and we are listening to Without Your Head Radio. Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by John Rocco and Abe Brune, the directors and writers, I believe, of The Night Sitter. It's very cool to have you both here. Well, great to be here. Thanks, Neil. Yeah. yeah so, thank first, you. first of all, how does that work, being co-writers and co-directors? Uh, well, um, we, both, uh, we both direct on set. The writing process is a little different because usually uh, I'll work on an outline and then send it over to Abe, and then Abe actually writes the, the script solo. Uh, okay. Yeah, usually John, John does like um, a really like a very extended outline, you know, something that's like 15, 20 pages long. And then, uh, yeah, and then that's kind of my jumping off point for the script. And then we continue just kind of bouncing it back and forth and refining it. Um, and then, and then, yeah, once we're on set, it's just sort of like, uh, you know, we just try to be on the same page about everything and give the whole crew one unified message. And, uh, yeah, it works, it works pretty well. It's pretty seamless. Yeah. Do you do that? Cause you find like, uh, like John, that each of you have your own strength. Like one maybe has like, uh, the broad idea, then maybe, uh, Abe's better at, uh, at the smaller details or. Like, a, yeah, how did you come about, like, that working process? Um, I, I don't know. That's, that's what, I, I wouldn't say necessarily that, you know, John obviously might disagree. I mean, I think that we have pretty similar um, interests and pretty similar, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just that the background of, of, you know, because I do write actual scripts a little bit more, that's the one area of the process where, you know, we, he's more like a storyteller, you know, get everything down, all the ideas, but it's just not in the script format yet. Um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, not good with dialogue. So Abe is 100% responsible with, you know, almost all of the lines in the movie. So that's just, uh, I mean, that's kind of the process we've almost always, I mean, I think we've been working together for about 10 years, even on like short films and stuff before this. And that's kind of just always been our process. Yeah. How, how did, yeah. and how Rocco did you also has, I, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, sorry. you know, Rocco, uh, John has a, uh, you know, uh, an art background also. So, um, you know, a, a lot of the, visual aesthetic that's been in our movies and stuff has been something that um, at least in the beginning it was kind of like I was really good with words and he was really good with all the visual stuff and over the past 10 years it's like I kind of feel like we've gotten we've both kind of met in the middle and you know it's a little more uh, everyone's good at everything now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, actually how did you guys meet and how did you guys start to work together? Obviously it works if you've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's, you know, it's a typical story. It's, uh, film school. Honestly, all of our crew pretty much, uh, came from Chapman for the most part. At least all of our key crew, like our cinematographer, our editor, and our other lead producer, um, all the key positions are from Chapman. We're, we're all kind of, uh, grads and undergrads. We kind of met on different various horror projects, but Abe and I have known each other since freshman year, since like orientation. Yeah. I guess I probably should ask this first, actually, is uh, can you give people an idea of what the Night Sitter is about? Um, Abe, you want yeah, to I, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, the night sitter is essentially um, the way that we've sort of elevator pitched it for people is that it's the plot of Home Alone unfolding in the world of Suspiria <laughs> with a lot of Sam Raimi and John Carpenter sprinkled on top. Um, so it's essentially about a uh, con artist thief who's posing as a babysitter so she can rip off this house. And uh, she shows up there uh, it's during Christmas and she thinks she's just going to rip off this family's house. But it turns out that the guy who owns the house has a whole bunch of supernatural artifacts there. And he's got a curious little kid who accidentally frees an ancient evil contained in one of those artifacts. And then it's, you know, fun for all for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah so pretty much, yeah, babysitter and her friends versus witches. And then that's, yeah. Where we're, yeah. That's essentially, we don't want to ruin anything else, but yeah, that's essentially the, our, our story in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's cool you brought up Suspira because I actually thought of Suspira with the lighting in the movie, a lot of like green and uh, purple blue lighting, which I always think adds yeah. to uh, the production value too of, uh, of like an independent movie. Yeah. I mean, we definitely tried to make it as colorful as possible. We, we knew that we were restrained by one location and, having the location look the same and I don't know, it was mostly just muddy brown walls. It just wouldn't really aesthetically look very good for like 85 minutes. So we, yeah. we took the route of uh, essentially like going the Christmas route. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we used all these lights and decorations to enhance certain moods during, during scenes. And I think we, we did a pretty, pretty good job with making it visually look appealing almost every shot. Yeah. And the thing that's nice too is that the look of the lights, the color of the lights actually evolves room to room and scene to scene. So as the as the movie goes deeper into the supernatural stuff and the scares and everything, the uh color palette in rooms is actually shifting, which we had a lot of fun, you know, working on that as well. Yeah. Just to create yeah. certain emotions using colors. So yeah, it's it definitely a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And the score is great. I, I noticed that right away when the movie starts. And uh, oh, yeah, that's, sometimes that's, that's, that's all that's uh, that's, yeah, Our composer is fantastic. We've been working with him for almost since the beginning as well. Um, he is, yeah, he, he just nailed it. We gave him a bunch of references, of course, that were like, you know, Carpenter inspired. But I mean, it's just he kind of made it his own. And we're so happy and fortunate to have him on our side. So. Yeah. yeah, he's a uh, he's a really fantastic composer, um, and I, you know that's the one element of the movie I think. Well, one of the elements of the movie that is kind of most captures what we were trying to do, where it is inspired by stuff that people will recognize. But I think that he really found, like Rocco was saying, a unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, something it's not just the same sort of dark wave retro sound. Yeah. yeah. You you mentioned uh, Christmas. I always have a soft spot for uh, Christmas war movies, even like uh, ones that aren't particularly good, but I enjoy them like elves. So uh, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. But the uh, so um, besides like the use of the color and stuff, was there any other like uh, thought process in, in setting it around Christmas? Uh, I mean, for me, it's, I personally love setting as much stuff 
during Christmas as possible because it's supposed to be the most joyous time of year. That's where all of your friends and family are together. And that's when you can set a horrible thing, you know, to happen to all these people. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I find it to be a really great entertaining time. And that's also where you can use a lot of colors. So, I mean, that's kind of, for us, that was the obvious route for this contained story. So is uh, that, is that, Oh, I'm sorry. Abe, you have anything to say about Christmas? Uh, and honestly, I, I, uh, cede Christmas superiority to John. Um, he, uh, you know, the, the, the Christmas thing, uh, you know, very much, I, I love to point this out in, in interviews, uh, and just slightly embarrass John, but he has a Christmas tree up in his house year round. <laughs> All year. Oh, yeah. There's a Christmas yeah. tree in his uh, house. It's um, like pro yeah, yeah, so it's 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 a deep, deep love, and it's all of our all of our films. Well, one is set in a parking garage. One short film we did, you can't really tell what season it is. But besides that, every short film we've ever done has been set at Christmas. So it's just it's it's part of our aesthetic, and you know, it's just uh, it's such a fun playground to to make the movies in. Yeah. So are, are all your films um, horror in the horror genre? Yeah. Yes, they are. All right, so I'm at seek out the uh, the shorts because uh, I'm like John. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of horror in in the Christmas world. And did you get a chance to see Better Watch Out? Yes. I, yeah, oh, I, you guys were involved. I had, had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I love that. I didn't know you guys were involved in that, or you were. No, no, we weren't. Just okay, and just a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was awesome. That yeah. was one of my favorite ones of that year. There was yeah, a they few good a ones bit. that year. They... Oh, that's true. Now that you think about it, it's a similar uh, idea. Yeah. There's no wit, no wit. Like we, we, yeah. And we weren't the first people to think up babysitter plus something else. So, you know, we can't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't be too uh, precious about that. <laughs> right. So is the mythology of the witches uh, based on anything? Um, it's, well, it's sort of, uh, the three mothers concept obviously is, is an homage to Suspiria. Um, and just Argento, and, yeah. Yeah, Argento, Suspiria, it's what, Suspiria, Inferno, and Mother of Tears are, are his, the three um, movies, the trilogy. Yeah, that's his Three Mothers trilogy, and that's the name of the witches in those movies is the Three Mothers. So that was just sort of a little wink to the audience. Um, in terms of the backstory that's delivered, in the movie, that's something that we came up with, um, referencing sort of, uh, you know, the Salem witch trials and, um, also using like Evil Dead kind of as a reference for uh, yeah. a book. But yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, some inspiration there from other films, but we tried to make it our own and, uh, we thought, I mean, at the time there, there weren't really many witch titles floating around, but now there's, there's a whole bunch of there's like a witch craze in, in the movie industry, but we definitely uh, definitely thought that witches were a little fresh at the time. I mean, now it's getting released, you know, in August, but uh, we're still we're still very happy to be part of this. Um, yeah, this witch craze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's as uh, as uh, prevalent as clowns. So. Yeah, clowns, clowns and cults are like <laughs> huge things right now for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. There, there goes our idea for our next movie, which is going to be a clown <laughs> cult. But that, yeah, now, now that's ruined. Yeah, uh, great. 
You had three seasons or Clown Cult of Christmas. <laughs> hey, it's not that. Yeah, we ought to be interviewing you. It's going to be very interesting, sure. So I did like the symbol, too. On, on the, I mentioned the book, uh, the symbol for the three witches. Uh, you know, oh, it, nice. it adds that took yeah, a little that. while to make that. I mean, honestly, it was referenced off of. I had this necklace for the Blair Witch Project with that little, right. like, you know, stick figure on it um, when I was growing up. And it just kept on, I kept on going back to that simple uh, image. And, you know, we just kind of just tried to make our own version of it on top of the Three Mothers book. But yeah, thanks. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, who, who does, like, the gore effects in your movie? Uh, we have different effects artists for pretty much all of our, our films, but right now, like, uh, Ben Rittenhouse did all of the effects for, um, The Night Sitter. And I know he worked on, like, The Hills Have Eyes 2 and oh. Kill Bill, so he has, like, a pretty substantial Hollywood background, so we're extremely fortunate to be able to work with, with someone of that caliber to be able to make, essentially, our, our meaty, uh, moments in the movie stand out a little more than the average horror maybe. And uh, and Ben has a um, makeup effects school out there in Nashville, um, and we were shooting in Nashville. So um, not only were we able to work with him, but he has a ton of really skilled um, students yeah, and apprentices. Students that he was teaching yeah. and training, and they were like working on stuff during his classes. Uh, for our movie, so it was, it was really awesome. And then there's a couple of uh, really heavy effects days, and I think there's like at least five or six of them wound up showing up on set to, to get all the prosthetics in order and do all the makeup. So we were, uh, yeah, we were definitely very thrilled to have them as part of our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, how fun is that uh, for uh, two horror fans uh, uh, making your own movies to be on set when you're when you're filming gore scenes? I think both of us could say that was probably the best. That was, at least for me, that was the best time of my life. I'm hoping we can make another one. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was, and it was the, also the most stressful time of our life, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the, but the gore effect scene specifically, I think, you know, any scene where you're trying to pull something off on set and there's this excitement and tension because you don't really know if it's going to work or not that really has a huge impact on like the crew and, you know, the cast and everybody. And when you're able to pull it off and it goes really well, there's this great kind of feeling of excitement and, you know, it's a little different than shooting, you know, just like a dialogue scene or a master shot, you know, you need that stuff, but the stuff that really, um, really highlights the horror of what you're doing. Those are always the funnest days on set. Yeah. I just have to ask, uh, because uh, I see at the end, Roller Disco Massacre, you know, films. Uh, what What's the story yeah. behind that name? That's this actually our, our team. But what's, the story behind that name is actually, well, Abe, you wrote a scene for, we had like a, another short that we were trying to make a feature for called Just Say No. And uh, Abe, do you want to take it from there? Yeah, so there was basically a, a an as-yet unfilmed feature we have uh that we wrote about almost almost 10 years ago that the big horror scene is in it is um this kid who works at a roller disco becomes zombified and murders everyone and he's like running around the, the uh roller rink killing everyone biting into people gore flying all while 
there's like disco playing and like lights flashing everywhere. So while we were planning and prepping, we always referred to it as the roller disco massacre. And when we started thinking of a brand and kind of a production company collective name, um, that just stuck out to us. We were like, that is our aesthetic, you know, it's gory, it's fun, it's colorful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, that's the name we took for ourselves. And that's basically me, John, um, our editor, Tristan, our producer, Christian, um, our D, uh, director of photography, Scotty, who worked on The Night Sitter. Um, all of us together sort of work under that name. Nice. And I want to someday see Roller Disco Massacre in a, in a movie or just the movie. <laughs> we do too. I know. We, yeah, we're hoping. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really dug uh, Night Sitter, and like I really liked everything about it. The colors, uh, it just worked for me. It's my kind of movie, and I appreciate you guys both on. And where can people follow uh, the Night Sitter or the Roller Disco Massacre to see what you guys are working on next? Um, we're uh, the Night Sitter is on Twitter um, at the Night Sitter and Instagram at the Night Sitter, um, and we have a uh, you know really awesome social media people who are. Uh, updating that with all the news and then we also have a website which we are going to get ready to update as soon as this movie launches but uh it's roller disco massacre.com pretty pretty easy and then i'll have right. almost all of our shorts as well i do want to yeah i was interested in yeah i'm gonna go check those out actually yeah and and horror disco massacre i'm sure if you google that you're not going to get a bunch of other things. You're just going to find. Yeah, I don't think. I think we're the only roller disco master. I yeah, hope. I so. Just, uh, <laughs> just keep your safe search on, just in case. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. That's a good word of advice when you look for anything. But, uh, all right. So I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. All right, and we're back here once again at the station of decapitation without your head. And I'm still asking you. That would make me terrible, Troy. And a big thanks to Linnea Quigley. That was awesome. That was mad cool. She's just super nice. I like her a ton. Yeah, I think that was one of the most uh, fun times here on the show. Yeah, yep. We always have fun, but that was a really we good We do, time. but she was like, yeah, she was just extra nice. And our music of the month uh, debuting tonight is Headstone Horrors. Nice. Very cool to have them here. Especially picked for Zombie Month. Kicking up Zombie Month. Next month, uh, next week here on the show will be Danny Hicks from Evil Dead 2. Awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, Looking yeah. Looking forward to that. 
definitely. He's friends with John Dugan, so I assume he's oh. a very good guy. Very cool guy. So that's all we need to know. Exactly. Exactly. John's been recommending him for years to come on the show. Any friend of John's is a friend of ours. Exactly. Now there's controversy. People are like, that is not a zombie. That is like uh, can't, what is it, a Camarian? No, some kind of demon. Oh, a Candarian demon. A Candarian demon. They said the same with uh, 28 Days Later. That's infected. That's, that's not a, a zombie. And my reply was, well, how do you know that that's not how zombies are? Maybe all zombies are infected. Maybe oh. all zombies are, are, in fact, demons. That's true. You don't know. I like that. Don't paint with such a broad brush. Exactly. Go or maybe find paint with me. a broader brush. I don't know. Right. Go find me this zombie expert and prove this. So this goes back to the dragon, like, ah, oh, dragon's breath couldn't possibly destroy right. a brick wall. Exactly. But, yeah, that was that was insane. There were some insane people. I think that's the problem when things get real big. Then people, there's, you bring in all these insane. Oh, that's like insane, but well, idiots and insane people that are. Um, you know, it's like, like before you just had the Game of Thrones fans, and they are loving yep. it. Then you get all these people who jump on the bandwagon, and then they're like, "Oh, Dragon's Breath isn't that powerful." <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Yeah, the last time I, my dragon was breathing down, you know, a wall, it uh, only destroyed four blocks of stone. Okay. I studied this in college. Mm-hmm. Dragon Breath 101. Great. That, that, did cryptozoologists ever study dragons? I, I, you know, that's a good question. They should. Honestly, I'm thinking about they should because every... Um, Every place in the world that believe not say believes, but they have their own dragon mythology. That's true. So yeah, you should. You should. Uh, every culture had their own kind of yeah, you know flying right. serpent thingamajigger. Yeah, it's Asians, it's Europeans. Yep. Everybody's got some type of dragon thing going on. Yep. Well, I, I don't know if they do. Maybe they do, but if not, we should start doing it. Yeah, start being dragon experts. We can jump on the bandwagon. We'll start our own thing. Exactly. Exactly. We'll Coming teach up a course in dragonology. Right. We're also going to start. We need to start uh, hunting the, the giants too. Oh yeah, that's one thing we definitely have to get on. So also coming this month, though, we have a bunch of cool zombie guests on the show. We also have the return of the zombie mixtape. We had one in 2014. <laughs> Oh, sweet. Five years later, we're doing it again. So if you're out there, an independent artist, musician, and you've got a cool track that's zombie-themed, and we're pretty lenient, so some type of undead that could, yep. that could be considered a zombie, like a Frank, like Frankenstein, something like that. Not like Dracula, because that's clearly not a zombie. If it's within the realm of possibility, send it on over to withoutyourhead at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to include it, unless it's horrible. <laughs> But who are we to judge? Right. Well, one man trash. One man's trash is another man's trash. Right. right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to say I'm never not, but yeah, I tend to include uh, anything that's sent. I you're honestly most of those, almost. I would say ninety five percent of the stuff sent is is really quality music. I agree. Very cool. Yep. Makes me happy too that uh, 
you know, we do the show here, and, and it's win-win because we get cool music to play, and hopefully they, they get some exposure. Yep, yep. Yeah, that works for everybody, I think. Exactly. 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 So, Gross Fest is coming up. Gross Fest Independent Horror Convention. Ooh. Tell me more, nasty one. Here. So we might have some guests coming up at some point with Gross Fest. Seem like good dudes. They're plugging here on the group over without at uh, facebook.com slash group slash without your head horror. Always nice to help out new and upcoming uh, events. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's a lot of uh, you know uh, independent stuff going on there. Trying to get a, a list of guests. Let me find and where that. are they out of? It's a good question here. I had all the, the uh, I had this here a minute ago, but now I've lost it. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Here we go. Steel City. Where the hell am I? <laughs> uh, Washington, Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Washington, Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, you know. Now I know. Exactly. So it sounds like a good time. Oh yeah, huh? former guests on the, there you go. Former guests on the show, uh, Nick Charles. He was there last year. I don't think they've actually announced the 2019 event. That's what it is. Oh, like okay, it's coming up. But uh, yeah, last year uh, Nick Charles was there, so that's cool. But yeah, I think it's a lot of independent um, horror people. Uh, that sounds like a good time then. Here we go. I get. I got the guess. The Gross Fest. This is the second annual one. They did the first last year was the first time. Uh, Fred Vogel will be there. Independent horror guy. I, I know him very well. I don't know if I've watched any Fred Vogel movies. I should, but a lot of people uh, talk about him. Justin Seaman will be there, who has been on the show and made Barn, which was talked about earlier. Oh, very nice. Justin. Wade Mills. I don't know much about this man, but uh, he made the Slit Mouth Woman. Ooh. That's a hell of a title. I like that title. Uh, Craig Everett Earl. Sure what he's involved in, but uh, a lot of independent guys. That's very cool. Justin Chanel, Glenn Bergeritz. Oh, here we go. Tom Savini will be there. Ooh, nice. Everyone knows Tom Savini. Yep. But it's cool to meet a lot of these, uh, you know, independent uh, filmmakers. Oh, without a doubt. Are they are they showing these films, too, with this thing? I'm, I would assume they probably have a film festival there. Brian Pollan, Jack Shadow. Yeah, Chiller Night Theater. I don't know what's all going on. But anyway, go to grossfest.com. And get all your information. Especially if you're in, like, the Pennsylvania area. Right. Or or can get to Pennsylvania. Yeah, if you can get there. You can find uh, Pennsylvania. Right. Who doesn't like Pennsylvania? Exactly. I like Pennsylvania. No matter what Troy says about it. I heard sad news tonight, Neil. What's that? Um, Artie Johnson died. 
Mm. Who's Artie Johnson? Sorry. Um, that's okay. You're probably too young to remember Artie Johnson. He was one of the guys from Laughing. He was. Oh, uh, that's too bad. He would wear like the little Nazi helmet and be the little old man that would just topple over and say, "Very interesting." Uh, I know exactly who he is now. He mentioned that. And the reason I bring it up is because um, one of my favorite comedy horror movies at the time, which I have not revisited in years and years and years because I don't know how well it's aged, but he did the best Renfield in uh, Love at First Bite. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. He was just superb. As as Renfield in that movie, and it's where I got my he 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 laugh at the end of the show. Uh-huh. That's thanks to Artie Johnson. Yeah, very cool. I haven't seen that movie in years either. No, I have, but I didn't realize he was ninety years old. So Artie oh. did leave it lit a live live a good life. Yeah. So uh, David Harbor from uh, Stranger Things, and he was the new um, Hellboy. Oh, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got a mockumentary that's coming to Netflix. Frankenstein's, oh, nice. Frankenstein's Monsters Monster. Frankenstein. Hmm. And what what is it about? Expect the unexpected in this over-the-top and often dramatic-ish reimagined tale of mystery suspense with appearances by Alfred Molina, Kate Berlant, and more special guests. Harbor explores the depths of his family's acting lineage to gain insight into his father's legacy, all within twenty-eight minutes. But it's a it's a uh, mockumentary, and I enjoy the mockumentary. Uh, I usually do too. So I'm interested. Yeah, and I like does him. It, I think I do he's too. he's a pretty cool cat. It doesn't tell you a lot, which I like though. Yeah, I, I kind of like to go in if you if you can go in totally like blind. Mm-hmm. It's you know. Cool, but it's it's hard to do that now with so many things out there. Oh yeah, and especially if it's only twenty eight minutes. If you see like a three minute trailer, it'll probably give you the entire movie. Yeah, exactly. So uh, open it opened this week is uh, Midsummer, which I'm I really want to see. Yeah, it looks really good to me too. A lot of people loving it. Uh, I will say that a uh, spoiler for for watching movies, but a uh, young Jason Minton did not like. It. Oh, okay. I'll have to check out his review. But uh, me and him and I disagreed on Annabelle Comes Home because he apparently really liked it. Gave it four out of five uh, severed critics' heads. Mm -hmm. Critics. I was not a fan. Hmm. But granted, I do not like these movies. Why Mm -hmm. I see them continuously, I'm not really positive. (laughs) Well, every now and then you will surprise yourself, though, uh-huh. and you'll check out, you know, a movie that you think you're going to hate, right? And you end up, you know, really enjoying it. Yeah, I thought it was just ungodly boring. Oh, really? And dumb. I don't like the I don't like the people who play the uh, the the uh, the mother and the you know the 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 um I forget their real names, but the husband and wife there. Yeah. They're just so corny. Uh huh. I don't know. They act like like I don't know. Like they're in some like fifty sitcom or something. <laughs> but they're barely in this. They just bookend the movie at the beginning and the end. 
Oh, okay. Uh, the doll really does that nothing. It just sits there, doesn't you know, doesn't move or nothing. It's like it's like a, a conduit for demons or something. So like ghosts come around and like there's a werewolf and I don't know. I just thought it sucked. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I kind of liked it when you told me it's got like werewolves hanging out with it and stuff. I don't there's. Everything they just want to stop in and play with the doll and then they, they go about some, their merry they way. Chase, they just chase some goof who's like trying to hit on the, one of the women, one of the oh. girls. It's like, and I don't know how do these movies cost? You would think this costs like, I don't know, a hundred grand or something because it's all in this house. There's like, uh-huh. they don't really go anywhere. And the doll just sits there. And there's like a CG werewolf and like a couple like demons that pop on and go, ah. But there's really not much going on. There's like four kid actors, and that's it. Mm. Not a fan. But uh, but uh, Mitten loved it. So who knows? Who's right? I'm not saying either of us are right or wrong, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people up there that loved it. I was not one of it. I'll have to I'll have to give it a look. See when I when it comes around, like the the Netflix circuit or something. Yeah. No, de- no deaths. I don't believe. I don't think anyone dies. Spoiler, I guess. Uh, I saw Nightmare Cinema, which I really wanted to see, but it wasn't playing anywhere near us. But I believe it's also streaming somewhere, maybe on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Which I'll probably watch it. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. But it's a bunch of short stories, which I do. I'm an anthology guy. so. Oh, yeah. Oh, huge news, Troy. Giant news. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe the biggest news here on the show. Genre Blast has officially selected Umbilicus Desidero. Nice. At their film festival coming up August 31st. Where where are they out of? Virginia. Nice. I've heard nothing but great things about uh, Genre Blast. Awesome. Last year, um, multiple-time guest here on the show, Sophia Cassiola, friend of the show, friend of everyone, she mm-hmm. uh, she won an award, and the award was a pro wrestling title. Either like a strap, you strap. I was like, well, hot damn, that's like the best trophy I've ever seen mm-hmm. for a movie festival. You know it's a cool place when they give away a trophy. When they, I know, a trophy's cool, but when they give away a, a belt, yeah, if you get the belt, that's you can just swagger around with that bastard. Exactly. That's amazing. So anyway, Mitten Mitten dug this movie, so I'm gonna check it out. I was gonna check it out anyway, but but oh, by the way, about uh, Annabelle comes home. Some some dude died watching it. Oh no way. Yeah. I almost died too of boredom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom! But it is a shame this guy died. But I doubt it was because of this movie. He probably just happened to die. <laughs> you don't think movie. like he was scared to death, do you? I don't. Know. If so, he probably just deserved it. I'm sorry, famous families watching. <laughs> You got, you got to be careful what you say nowadays, true. That's true. That is true. Yeah, just be a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Hellraiser uh, supposedly making a TV show. What is? Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh. I don't know where work is a TV show. Part of me thinks you you could do it because the thing is, the Cenobites are are like demons, so they. They could be in and out throughout time, too. So you wouldn't have to even have the show all in one time period. Mm. The thing is, I got to mention this too, Troy. I see people who didn't like the last uh, Hellraiser movie because Pinhead was at such a small, he had like 10 minutes of TV time, of TV, you know, screen time. Yep. If you didn't like the movie, that's fine. I personally liked it. I thought it was actually one of the better sequels. But I don't think that's a fair comment to make that you didn't like it because Pinhead was only in 10 minutes of screen time because he's barely in Hellraiser and he's barely in the book, the source material. He's not the main character. He's not even the main antagonist. Oh, really? No. The Cenobites are in it. And then he became, he was, he was supposed to be on the post originally, but he obviously became the face of, of the franchise. Mm-hmm. But he's really not in the movie very much, the original movie. It's really not in any of them very much, except for part three. Is that the so one they think... kind of give his backstory and stuff? No, they do that in two. Some of it, too. Well, I guess he's in it two more. He's in it. He's in two part part two more, but still, it's not really his story. Mm-hmm. But um, part three is when he he's on Earth and he's just running around making demon, you know, making centibites out of like people with like VHS tapes in their head. And oh, okay, yep. Pretty dumb movie, honestly. <laughs> but I vaguely remember it. Yeah, so you can't, you can't, this is not a fair criticism, because the source material, he's not in it a lot, and he's not in it in the original movie. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in it, but he's not, he's not a, not the main guy. So he's not like Freddy Krueger in, like, no. uh, Nightmare or something. No, not at all. So, so he's probably in the original it. movie, probably about the same, he's probably in it like 10 minutes. Yeah, maybe a little more. But it, I, it can't be that much. I tried to find, like, if anyone had the amount of time, because I really don't want to sit there and watch it and time how long he's on screen. But I would guess maybe 20 minutes at the most. If, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is just 10 minutes. I don't know. It's not a lot. Yeah. It'll be interesting. No. Interesting. Gremlins TV shows also coming. Gremlins, The Secrets of the Magua. Magua. Is it Magua or Magua? I think Mogwai. So it's a Gremlins prequel. Oh. I think that might be kind of interesting. Yeah, I love me some Gremlins. Yeah, me too. Everything else is coming back. Where are our new Gremlins? Yeah, what the hell? Bring bring some Gremlins in. Exactly. Always makes me smile when I see things like that. It's kind of like when... Uh, when we were out and about and saw like new like Nego toys places, and it's just something that makes me feel good about seeing that. Yeah, I wanted to get the Andre the limited edition Andre Giant one, but I can never find it anywhere. No, it must be like a one per case kind of thing or something. 
Oh, I think it was limited to 10,000. Which Oh, really? They sound like a lot, but it probably, I don't know. I guess it's not a lot. When no. you think of all the targets in the world. In the, oh, in yeah. America. But they got 10,000 uh, at each store of, like, Florence Henderson or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah, they had a lot of uh, cowardly lions. Cowardly lions, yep. And probably was- Potsy or somebody. Wasn't there somebody from Happy Days or one of those? There was, but I didn't see him. We were at Target the other day, but I did see a lot of Cowardly Lions, and and I think it was, I think it's like the older brother from, uh, from, uh, oh, shit, I can't think of the name now. <laughs> Not from Happy Days, is it? Not no, like, it was uh, another, it was an old sitcom, though, oh, with like okay. the, it's like the, the guy with all the kids marries the girl with all the girls. Oh, okay. One of like the Brady Bunch? The Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you know what? I've never really watched I've never watched the Brady Bunch, to be honest. No. I thought maybe it was the maid or something from the Brady Bunch. No, it was the I think it's the older brother or the dad. He's got like oh, curly man. hair. I think they all did, didn't they? Or maybe they didn't. I don't no. know. It's been how a long they, time since I'm not hot. So what happened? Did did both their like spouses die? Because I don't think they were like divorced couples, were they? Uh, maybe maybe they ran off the other, the spouses, you know. Yeah. Like old man like, Brady's wife ran off with the uh, the other woman's man. husband. Yeah, you never know. I don't think they they would have put that on TV back in, that, in those days. Well, maybe it was that unspoken thing. It was just like they had to. Just die. So it would have been better if they died in like a, a horrible accident or something. I uh, not in my mind, but I think in their mind. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, yeah, because they so, had six uh, kids. But then in eight is enough. They had eight kids, didn't they? Hence the, the name. Well, enough, I would assume so. What was it? Here's a story of a lovely lady. Who was bringing up three very lovely girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them had hair of curls like their mother. No, they had youngest, hair of gold. Hair of gold like their mother. There you yeah. go. With the, the youngest, youngest one, one named curls. Yeah. And here's the story of a man named Brady who was bringing up three boys of his own. They were four men living all together, all together yet, they, yet were they were all alone. Because the mom died. She ran off with the 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 you know the butcher. Or Sam the butcher. Mm. Cool if you ran off Bill the butcher. Now that would be all right. I'd understand that. Yeah. Get his top hat going and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So well, The Walking Dead just ended. Like the, the comic, they just ended. They didn't even announce it beforehand. Was bam. Issue 193 came out, and they were like, this is the end, guys. This is the oh, last Oh, that's comp. the actual finale? Yeah, it was just it. Wow. Bam, it's over. Even though, like, apparently, like, they listed, like, there's more coming, like, what months are coming out. They didn't tell anybody in advance. They just, bam, it's in. Who, why would you end at 193? Wouldn't you end at, like, 200? I know. Yeah, you think they could crank out seven more. Yeah. I guess, apparently, you add that up, and it's 13. Wow! Oh, 
Heavy bum, bum, booty. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a reader of the comic, but I do think they've been padding it out for, for, for many issues now. It's not, it's not very good anymore. <laughs> unfortunately, because I used to love it. Oh, yeah. Now, do they do a Fear the Walking Dead comic, or is that just a straight no, TV thing? Just a TV. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, it's kind of sad, though. I mean, you know, they got yeah. over it's 10 the years out of the thing. Yeah. I think it's just hard for them to, like, because they're, they're saying that the TV show is going to go on and on and on forever, but uh, it's probably just rain out of stuff. It's like, how, how can I. Right, ongoing stories of the same people for for a comic, for multiple TV shows, for multiple movies. Oh and yeah. Every I put out, I put out a novel of yep. the same stuff. Yeah, it's true. You probably burn out after a while, and if he doesn't want to trust somebody else to write them and stuff, then and maybe the comics not the money maker that the other stuff is. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It probably takes a lot longer to make than the. On the show, Spider Man's opening this weekend. Yeah, I'm all excited about that. I guess it already opened yesterday. I'm uh, I'm still sticking to my guns. I think Mysterio's going to be a bad guy because he's a bad guy in the comics. You know, because he looks like kind of the hero in in this, but I'm not buying it. So apparently, I guess they're adding in Deadpool to the MCU. He's just gonna like he's still it's Ryan Reynolds is sticking with the guy. He's playing him. Oh, okay. which is probably smart though, because that I, I'm not a fan, but they they people love those movies. So oh yeah, you'd be crazy not sense. to. I would imagine. Yeah, you wouldn't want to just like ban some other guy playing him. Yeah, or change what? a character completely or something. Yeah. I think it's weird that Josh Brolin's going to be in it playing Cable. Oh, yeah. Because, well, wasn't he Cable in the last one? I guess. I don't know. I, I only watched 10 minutes of it. <laughs> I looked up the clips of the Juggernaut, and that was enough for me. Yeah, somebody, a lot of people love him. So what the hell do I know? Oh, exactly. If you like him, go for him. Actually, no, I didn't watch any of it. I watched, tried to watch the first one. I, I couldn't take it. Yeah, first one's pretty crap. I, uh, I did end up watching it, but I kind of fast-forwarded over some of it because it was just horrible. But yeah, it'd be weird, though, if he's like a guy who plays such a big character then just plays another character. I know. that is. Yeah, that is kind of weird. But I guess, you know, he's kind of... I guess a voice would be the same and stuff, but yeah, you but know. I mean, you could tell it's him as Thanos. Yeah, true, He's true. Yeah, I guess that would be a little odd. Although I, I was happy to hear that. Um, how, how do you pronounce the guy's name? The like the head honcho at the MCU is it Phage or? Yeah, I have no idea, but I know who you mean Kevin Phage. I, I think guess. it's Fagey. Oh, is it? I think so. All right. I'm going to call him Phage because it sounds better. If you don't mind. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but he said that um, they have plans to, uh, now that they have the rights to the character, they plan on doing like uh, 
Doctor Doom some justice, so I was very happy to hear oh, that. Oh, finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the FF and Doom deserve, like, something good. Mm-hmm. Going their way. And then an- another thing on a Marvel note, um, the Terrificon in, uh, in Connecticut, which I guess is, like, the biggest comic convention in uh, Connecticut. It's going to be at Mohegan Sun. Um... They have a lot of the the people that are, you know, where the people behind the whole uh, Infinity War from the comics. Mm-hmm. So Ron Lim, the illustrator, and uh, and Jim Starlin's going to be there. The guy that he actually made Thanos back in the 70s. Oh, wow. So I was pretty excited to hear that. And like a lot of great people, like George Perez is going to be there and Jim Steranko. And Billy D. Williams is going to be there because I guess he's in the new Star Wars. Oh, very nice. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. But it's one of those we might have to look into going because, like, it did sound like a pretty great lineup of people. Mm hmm. So, uh, it's really weird. This, to me, just came. Uh, I guess they announced it, but I never saw anything about it. Then all of a sudden I saw. The trailer pop up. They remade Jacob's Ladder. No kidding. What a weird movie to remake. Because I think yeah. it's like a, you know, it's got a big cult following. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I think so you get like this cult following for the movie. So I don't think like just the name Jacob's Ladder is really going to bring in a lot of people. And then the people who like Jacob's Ladder, I don't think are going to want a, a different version of it. Yeah, that one might be a kind of a tough sell to people. I think so. Seems I don't know. And, uh, but I'll be honest. I watched the uh, I watched the trailer. and I thought it looked good. Oh, really? Okay, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't rem- I remember not liking liking Jacob's Ladder, but I haven't watched it since I was like a kid. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I even really understood it to be honest. So. It should be one I, I should rewatch at some point just to see. Is that one? Is that a Matheson story or no? I have no idea. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know it was based on anything. I mean, maybe it wasn't, but it just seemed like it was. Seems like kind of a Matheson type kind of thing, kind of like you know what dreams may come and things like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's based on a book. Yeah, not that I know of. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think it is, but I, I'm not positive. Uh, uh, three from Hell is going to have a three-day uh, run with Fathom Events at the theaters. Oh, totally excited about that. Yeah, I am too. Looking forward to it. Because, I mean, um, I've never <laughs> been a huge fan of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. I, love, uh, I love Captain Spaulding. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, I think uh, Devil's Rejects is uh, his best movie. Yeah, I love Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, I know for years they um, said you know he killed off the characters, so because so he don't want to make another one. But you know what? It's it, it's it's movie, so I'm fine with them doing another one. Right, right. Same here. 
And I, I'd like to. I like to see you know one. Or, you know if they even do more, or whatever. But I'd like to see it for another time here with uh, Bill Mosley and Sherry Moon Zombie and <laughs> Sid Egan as those the three uh, classic characters. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I'm down with it. I'll go see it. And I would. I always like to see a movie in the theater. I'll be too. And it's nice it's getting a three-day thing from Fathom because sometimes they only have a one-day thing. Yeah, because 31 was just one one day. Yep. And did you see each day has a different special feature? So you could actually go see this movie all three days and get a different thing each day. Yeah, so that that's cool. So, yeah, if it's great, maybe we'll like, we go see it every day. But I like that because it does, uh, you know, Every time, every day you'd go, you you're potentially seeing a different, you know, you're seeing different stuff. Yeah, and the one day was pretty jam packed. I think it was like day two has like a thirty minute documentary or something attached to it. Oh, really? Or maybe it was day three, but one one of the three days. But day huh. one, you got a poster, and then there's some kind of uh, add on thing, and then. One of the other days it was a documentary, and then I think the other day it was like a Q and A with the with the cast members. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, if you did see it day one and it was outstanding, then you know it might be worth going to see it all three. So, so there's a new scream. Is there? Yeah, scream resurrection. Oh. oh, oh! It's the third season of the Scream TV show. Oh, okay, all right. That's not too bad then. No, no. I, I never I watched. Should probably them, watch the other two then. Yeah, I never watched them. I don't know if they're good or not. It didn't look particularly good to me, but no, who knows? Yeah, every now and then though, you'll catch something that you know didn't look too swinging, and then say, "Wow, that actually wasn't bad." Now you're a Juwan fan, right? I beg your pardon. The the, the grudge, the the Japanese version. Oh. Of the grudge. Um. No. No, oh, no. 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 I liked uh, Ringu. The. Uh, the oh, Japanese the ring. Thing. Yep. Oh, I see. But only the, the first one. Yeah, because they're doing a, a TV show of the Grudge. See, the Grudge oh, is one of those. It's it's got. It's got, like, neat effects. There's a lot of, like, cool imagery. But the story just was blah to me. There's too many, like, Japanese ones like that for me. Like, where they they look good and they have some cool effects and, like, some cool jump scenes. But then, like, I don't really... I don't think the story really links everything together and the payoff's just crap. Yeah, I kind of like like a, I don't know. I want, want some kind of payoff at the ending for my my thing. If mm-hmm. I've invested my time, the least you can do is like give me something at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, how about the Sandman by Neil Gaiman? Is that something you were into? Great comics, Neil. I think you'd really dig them. Yeah. Yep. Because they're doing a live uh, action series for Netflix. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, I, I think, like, if you can find them, like, especially if you can find, like, uh, 
like the graphic novels where they collect a lot of the stories together. Yeah. Like, um, I think, I think you'd really like it cause it's kind of that anthology vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's only 75 total issues. Oh, okay. Perfect. Then. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know who's playing them or anything. It was a good series, though. It really was. Um, I think it was DC. I remember, yeah, Duckman was a big uh, fan of it. Yeah. And I, I love but me he, some Neil Gaiman. Gaiman's always great. He said he was going to send me some once, but he, he never did, that bastard. Neil Gaiman or Duckman? Oh, yeah. Fuck Neil Gaiman. No, no, it was Duckman. Oh, okay. Uh, bitch, more like Fuck man. <laughs> but it is cool to send me free free stuff. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I love you can do that. Uh, Campbell Street, Sandwich Maslow 2563. If anybody's got the Neil Gaiman Collected Comics, send them. Right, or, or anything cool. That large sack of money. Sure. Whatever He's you want to send. Yep. Your love. I don't know how you love. just me your love. Throw love in a box. Boom. Here you go. How do you... Oh, I don't want to ask that. Sure. Yeah, that's true. You don't, don't want to ask that. Money's easier. Yeah, I can... Well, I was just thinking I buy love, but money does can't buy you love. You sure about that? can buy you uh, uh, physical love. Yeah. I don't think it just buy you love. I mean, it could buy you like a trophy wife. Yeah, but I don't think that's love. Well, you might love her. Love well, didn't buy you didn't buy you didn't buy your own love. Oh, well, you well, you're renting it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you I mean I don't think you could buy her love. Well, you bought her more or less. Yeah, that's just like you, like a, a prostitute. Yeah, true, true. But a hoe. man, you could try it out though if you had enough enough uh, cake. Mm-hmm. Buying a whore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I want you everybody to know you can go to uh, Amazon, search for "Without Your Head," and you get all our official merchandise is up there. And just added, we have official zipper hoodies now. Full zip nice. hoodies. Pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome, dude. Zach, go and get it. You can follow us on the Twitter. You can follow, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes. Follow us on, or join our Facebook group. Follow us on um, Instagram. Just look up without your head everywhere and follow it. I like up. that. We're kind of like a like a hidden treasure. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So coming up, I I put up a poll, like because uh, we're doing Zombie Month this month. Nice. Or some stuff people would like to hear. We've got a we've got a vote for Hillbillies and Redneck Month. I would Ooh. I would. Uh, nice. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of those. Right. I did not, not add this one, but but someone added in Tig Old Biddies as I believe it's Big Old Titties. Oh. I, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't oh. know really if that's something to be afraid of. 
Yeah. No, like a horror thing. Who am I going to ask if you want to be on Big Old Titties Month? Like, I yeah, know who true. I would ask, but how, how do I ask? Yeah. Yeah, if that comes up, if they say, oh, geez, what, what made you think of, like, you know, bringing me on? Well, you see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of like if you had, work- like, a shitty actor's month, and then, like, yeah, you won our poll for crappiest actor uh, in a horror movie. So, and then the people that would agree to it, they're like, hell yeah, I'll be in big old team month. <laughs> like, I like how people are really on. Yeah, that's true, too. So another one that was added, uh, not by me, but it's got two votes, and it's a kaiju. Okay. It sounds like big giant monster stuff. Uh, I don't know if there's enough. I don't know. Maybe there would be enough people I could ask. Uh, uh, Vampire Month has a couple votes. Nice. I like that idea. Ghost Month has a couple votes. Ghosts are good. Five votes with werewolves. I think that would be a good month. I love me some werewolves. Eight votes with... Uh, when animals attack, so it'd be like horror movies with real animals. You know, not necessarily real as like they used a real animal, but you know, like Jaws, yeah, Grizzly, Joe. right, Crawl, yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think that would be a good one. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a good one, too. Yeah. The winner by far, though, with uh, 18 votes is Slasher Month. Nice. So we're going to do that maybe for either in September or maybe for Halloween this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wins either way. That's good good stuff. Yeah, so I want people to uh, send in, like, movie ideas to get guests from. So, you know, it could be the classic horror stuff, like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, some independent stuff, maybe some uh, hidden gems, you know, obscure mm. stuff, whatever you want to you hear from, because it would be good to get a nice little mixture. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Could be things that we, like, overlooked, you know? Like, oh, shit, didn't even think about that. Right, right. But, you know, I don't know everything. Just almost. That's right. Because what if, what if Terror Train is, like, your favorite one? Hmm. That's very true. Could be. So, apparently, someone left the group simply because Russ McCamey shared a link to McCamey Manor. It's very, very bizarre to me because, wow. I mean, you do whatever you want, but it's not like it's Russ McCamey's group. <laughs> yeah. He's in the group, and he shared a link to his thing. They're like, ah, it's time to get out of here. Time to leave the group. Oh, wow. Silly to me. Yeah, it is. Cause not like, you know, they just randomly grab people and bring them there. These are people that are on a waiting list for, like, some of them for, I think, a year. Yeah, and I could see being against... against oh, absolutely, case. yep. But I don't think just because someplace mentioned it, or we didn't even... Well, we, I mean, we have on the show, but this is this is not because of that. It's because Russ McCain himself, like, plugged his uh, thing to leave uh, with uh, your head group. I just think that whole concept is weird. It is. People are free to do what they want, and if you don't like it, you could always block him, and you would you would never see another Russ McCamey post again. That's true. I mean, if you're that adamant against the place, that's I don't know. That sounds like a you problem. I agree. I agree. I don't know. It's just odd to me. I don't get it. But what the hell do I know? 
It's a sensitive soul. So it was very cool last week. Uh, Rockefeller Abergel was here on uh, the program. Oh, without a doubt. Great guest. Yep, and uh, yeah, go see Boo at uh, at festivals near you. I love me some Boo. I thought it, it was just so good. And the, and you were yeah. right. Upon the second viewing, like um, you you get like a whole different vibe from it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also up uh, that was up this weekend was uh, Jessel Lantern. It was our music of the month a couple months ago, and I uh, interviewed her. It was a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, acoustic punk rocker Jessel Lantern. So uh, check that out. Please subscribe on the wherever you like to subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. But if you do on iTunes, also give us a rating and leave a comment. I'm not even positive what purpose that serves, but <laughs> but but I like to see it. Yeah, it makes you happy. That's all you need. Exactly. And if uh, during the week, if you have news or a question or whatever, you can uh, email us at withoutyourhead at gmail.com. We'll talk about it on the show. You plug it on the website. We'll do it up. Do it, do it. All right. So, uh, by the way, uh, the top the the top thirteen. I post this on Facebook every once in a while, but I never talk about the show. The top thirteen downloaded uh, episodes of this week were number thirteen, Terrifier. Nice. The cast and director of Terrifier. Uh, number twelve, Kate Lister. Oh, that's an interesting. Oh wow. One. Uh, Eleven, uh, Debbie Rashawn and uh, Stewart from Donnie Darko. Very oh cool. sweet. Ten Scott Conroy of Blackout starring uh Rami uh Rami Malik. That's a good interview. Nine is uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Eight Leah uh Leigh Winnell, the creator of Saw. And it's seven Renee Perez and Gregory Lamberson. Gregory Lamberson's the director of Johnny Gruesome. And uh, Rene Perez made Death Kiss. Very good movie. Six, Daryl Ferrucci of uh, Creep Show. And at five, Joe Bob Briggs and Don Coscarelli. It's a pretty loaded show. And at four, Lisa Langlo- Langlis and the best and worst of the year. And at three, Bone Jangles and the Ice Cream Truck. And at number two, Brett DeJager, the director of Bone Jangles. People really love Bone Jangles here this week. And the number one downloaded show of the week is Lori. Hold on, I just skipped it. I did the wrong thing. Laureen Landon. Very good interview. All right. Troy, are you still there? Hello. 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 There we go. You got anything else for us? You think it's time to. Oh, man, you're on video. I know. How did that happen? That's just weird. Interesting. So it is true, Troy was naked tonight. Yes, yes, I have visual proof. Now I know where Troy does the show. That's also true. Pay no attention to that person like tied up behind me. <laughs> Are you anything else to add before we uh we ride off into the sunset for the evening? Um, not that I can think of, boss. I um Oh, don't forget that um, season three of uh, Stranger Things starts tomorrow. Oh, nice. So that's good stuff. Um, 
Um, that's about all I got, Chief. Hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, there was something else I was going to bring up, and now I totally forget. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, too. I think there were a couple other things I wanted to mention, but they're long gone now. Yeah. Ah, well, whatever. Yes. Screw it. Go and check out the website withoutyourhead.com. Subscribe to everything possible without (laughs) your head and follow it all. And until next week, this messages and things. Exactly. Until next week, this is Nasty Neil. And this is Terrible Troy. This is without your head. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) 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 (laugh